My name is Jake. And my name is Emily. And, and this, this is Feels Like, like the, the First Time podcast. podcast. The ongoing podcast adventures where I get to experience watching movies for the first time all over again vicariously through Emily, who has literally seen no movies ever. Hey, I've seen some movies. Sure you have. Hey. Hey. So, hey. long time no speak no here. Speak See. Here. Hi, we're back, kind of. Again. Again. Last time we were back. Last time we were back. Uh, this, this time we're time back again. We're it's, back uh, again. Oh, man. Okay, so yeah, uh, spoiler alert, as you can tell, uh, <laughs> those of you who are our loyal listeners, hi, we love you. Um, had a little hiatus. We Yeah, we haven't had a new episode in a minute, um, which was not the plan. Uh, we had like a whole, planned. a whole like October thing we had planned, a scheme. but, um, but we, we, we got loaded up with, uh, with projects. It's good yeah, stuff. Yeah, like creative things. Yeah. Like, Which uh, is happy. first and foremost, um, I got asked to, uh, to direct a play. Yay! So I spent all of October, uh, like we did about six to eight weeks worth of rehearsal and prep and like a little about three weeks worth yeah, of work time yeah. so you know i had to turn to play around in a month we did dial in for murder which it was, was awesome it went so well it really really did i i got to help behind the scenes on yes. this one emily was the best assistant stage manager ever thank you and uh yeah no but um this is only the third play i've ever directed but uh i i wasn't really prepared for uh, how much this one was going to mean to me and how much I, I needed it at this time. Like, yeah. it was just a creative outlet. And it was it was just the right thing with, like, we, the perfect cast, the perfect yes. crew. It was just, we like... We had the best mix of people. Like, and, no outliers. Like, like if I could if I could have a do-over, there's no recasting, no repositioning of crew members. Like, it was, oh, yeah. it was exactly where, how it was supposed to be, and it was great. Yes. Oh, I miss it so much. I know. I've had a lot of post-show depression because we... um. Uh, the play went up the last two weekends of October. Our closing night was on Halloween. Which was fun. Which was awesome. Because, okay, so normally every, um, this is a movie podcast. Yeah. Normally, uh, my tradition is uh, Halloween Horror Month. Mm-hmm. I, I, I say, Leading up to what I call Halloween Horror Dorkathon, which is a massive binge of movies, whatever weekend is closest to Halloween. This happened to be on Halloween weekend. And the, yeah. the rule is I have to watch a horror movie, at least one, every day, the entire month of October. I tried to do that and I failed spectacularly. Well, we just were busy. If um, you if you had done that, you would have burned the candle at every end. It would have sacrificed the attention the show needed. Yeah, um yeah. so so uh and you know, that was gonna be intermixed with our podcasting, but uh how, how am I gonna pass up an opportunity to direct a play that went on to yeah. become a Hitchcock movie that I love that played on Halloween weekend? It was like we had to do it. Absolutely. Um, so we did that and then Right after that, uh, went on and uh, I uh, was the director of photography on a pilot episode uh, for a new series directed by my good friend, Mark Bessinger, who is going to be appearing on an upcoming episode. So stay tuned for that. But um, and uh, Emily uh, functioned as a was I well, first you were just going to be an extra pair of hands like a uh, a PA, but you became a producer, essentially an associate uh, producer on it and like did just a ton. So um, so we were really busy with that. For the weeks right after the play, and yeah. now, um, now we have this brief, uh, brief momentary brief time in, in to between, breathe. which happens to be Thanksgiving, like yeah. Halloween week. I'm sorry, Thanksgiving holidays. I meant to say holidays, and my brain's still on yeah. Halloween. Uh, Thanksgiving week, and uh, the biggest thing that we're doing at the risk of bombarding people, and hopefully people are interested. Um, we have alluded to in previous episodes. We are have been. Developing and prepping uh, a new feature film Yay. over the past like a year and a half, and we are coming up on finally jumping into principal photography. We've done a little bit of 
dipping Side a toe in here and there, here. but uh, but like our core shoot is coming up in uh, two weeks. <sighs> So, um, <laughs> so uh, that being said, uh, for those of you who are enjoying our show, thank you. Uh, we are sorry for the delays. We're going to try to get back to some regularly <gasps> we're sorry, scheduled we program. We're gone, but programming look, we made you some content. Yes, mommy and daddy made you your favorite open. Whoa. Keep singing the anthem of the. I've okay. I have watched Inside. Uh, I've actually counted now. Uh, fourteen times. I've seen it fourteen times this year. I. Which I don't know why it came out this year, so I need to stop saying this year, but I've seen it 14 times as of the other night. I, I'm i obsessed. I'm trying to decide. I can't remember. I may have watched Inside more than I have watched Hamilton. Oh, I definitely have. Which is weird because when that hit, you were like, we're watching this every day, all of July. But then I didn't want to annoy you. How are you going to annoy me with Hamilton? I, I love don't Hamilton. Know. <laughs> Saying you're going to annoy me with Hamilton is like saying you're going to annoy me with Inside. It's probably not yeah, possible. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, we can like switch back and forth. Like one day we'll watch Hamilton, one day we'll watch, we'll watch Inside. Yes, Ooh, or how great of a double to, feature would that be? We need to watch Tick, Tick, Boom as well. Hell yes, we do. Yes. But, but okay, but the, uh, not to go off in the weeds on tangents because I want to get back to the whole point of our intro. But you, you, um, you did mention something there that I don't know if we've talked about on the show, but we've talked about... Um, is that a cat in the litter box? I think so. <laughs> I just heard this like rapping and I'm like, what the hell is that? Is I think it's a kitty cat. He's in a litter box. Well, Ellie's over there, so it's not her. Anyway. Um, it's her usual sound. keep track of our kitty cats. Anyway, um, <laughs> but no, okay, sorry. ADD brain. Uh, you were mentioning, when you're talking about Inside and Hamilton, you've always said that, you to- told me at least, that you think that those live in the same space in your brain. Have we talked about yeah, that on the show? Uh, I, I can't remember if we did i know we we probably talked about it with our friends at genre geeks Maybe. yeah but i don't remember if that was part of the episode or if that yeah, was no, like but it just our feels after like... discussion i don't remember after we had these talks like i i don't remember what we've talked about <laughs> oh no you can't yawn yet no no it's just because i'm talking and i haven't been talking touche so um yeah so the Inside and Hamilton live in the same space in my brain, not because they're the same kind of art, but because they are pieces of art that the person who created it um, seems to be at their absolute best, firing on all cylinders, like this is the thing that they were meant to do, or this is the kind of thing that they were meant to do. Exactly. Um, and it like feels... Like you're doing, an yeah. artist doing what they're born to do, yeah. It feels culturally relevant for our times, and it feels like art that's going to be lasting, and... I would agree with that. Like, I've, I've always it, said, like, how lucky are we to get those in our lifetime? Sorry, I didn't are, d- would, Did you mean to say how lucky we are to be alive right now? I see what you did there. Look around. I see what you did there. Look around. And I respect it, and I'm here yes. for it. Uh, cheers. Uh, cheers. We started cheers our bourbons to earlier to this. Yay. So. This episode brought to you by Woodford Reserve. We wish. This is actually Knob Creek is- you're drinking right now. Oh, shit. <laughs> you're right. You're right. It's fine. So what else is up, Jake? Bourbon connoisseurs are, are shaming watch? you. We're going to... Well, we're going to do a movie, but anyway, uh, so hi, we love you all, and we missed you, and uh, we're sorry. We... We'll try to avoid uh, 
hiatus. delays and hiatuses as much as we can. We have because a few episodes stockpiled, and we're trying to catch up on recording right mm-hmm. now because I know with we have what, like ten days of shooting coming up, and we will be off the map for that. But I think we'll have a couple we can release. But uh, yeah. yeah, so we're we're trying to sneak some in. But um, because we love doing this, this is it's, this, it, it's like it's like work that's fun. Yeah, it not only um. It, it, I guess it is fun for our friends to listen to. That's what we have heard. We're not tooting our own horns. No, we've gotten good feedback. But Whenever we, 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 we kind of selfishly do this for us because it's well, fun. Yeah, but. it's fun because we get to talk about movies and we get to talk about art and just kind of vomit from our brains the the shit that we think about all so, the talking time. talking about our friends i got i gotta i gotta say one tiny thing and give a little shout out um to, to our boy aj over at genre geeks we <gasps> yes! love genre geeks in general so hi guys we love you hi, we miss man. you but um uh aj sent me this like really awesome message when i was just catching up with i, I had a, an instagram message i hadn't responded to him forever yeah. just because i've been i'm bad when i get busy uh it's weird correspondence is like a social anxiety thing for me mm-hmm. that like just uh, don't click on it because it has the little dot and you know you need to respond to it yeah. and then you'll get to it later and if I click on it I'll forget about it so then, yes. then I ignore it too long and it stacks up and so like my text stack I, I get back to texts first but then like my Instagram messages and my Facebook messages like got they're still I'm not I have, a, I have not machete chopped my way out of the weeds mm. there yet but anyway I, 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 I slowly started to dive back into getting back into responding my cor- to my correspondence and uh, I messaged I responded to something AJ said, and I'm paraphrasing. Sorry, buddy, but he um, he said he totally understands, uh, and he says uh, something like selfishly, like I I I do miss your show, and that just meant a lot. Then he's like, oh, he hadn't heard a new episode in a while, and I'm like, oh, somebody so cool, somebody is missing when you're not putting things out. So um, so AJ, that made my day when I read that. Thank you. Yes, and mine too. Thank you, friend. Both of our day. It made our day. Thank you for the three months. um, That's not what this is. <laughs> JB, is. my man. And every time he says that, I'm like, "You're welcome." Bo. Yeah, because you're you're Jacob Belinsky. That's those are my initials. JB. Okay, so Ed. Yeah. Um, oh. <laughs> that's a different. <laughs> I can't do. It. Yeah, you're better at that. Okay, um, so um, but well. anyway, uh, I I yeah, we where was I going with that? We we we. We're doing this for us. It's nice that people listen, and we've had a few, like, where are your new episodes? Uh, We're like, oh. Not just AJ, but it's been, like, a few people have actually noticed, and that's been nice. We've been a little busy, sorry. Um, But we're not, we're not too busy for you. For you. Um, for you. we're just trying to keep our heads above water and do fun fine. shit anyway um, so that, that being said uh, we're back with an episode we're back um, hey so uh, you have no idea what no. we're watching because we are doing the podcast today we're actually yeah. going to watch a movie and record something yeah um, uh, you have no idea what we're watching today though I have though. no idea like I don't have any guesses you don't even have a guess I was like do you have any inkling well, or suspicion so Jake told me this is one of his top five movies I you know what I, I say that a lot but I really I really do think <laughs> One of it your is, top five is. in your amorphous blob that's I, always like, changing. I, I, this one always feels, if it's not in my top five, it's absolutely in my top ten. But I feel mm-hmm. like this is often cracked my top five when I sat down to really think about it and rank, which I hate doing. Just like, mm-hmm. I love too many things to like be like, what's your favorite? What's the rank? Whatever. But um, this is, surprisingly, as much as I love so many films from this this director, this is my favorite film of theirs. Hmm. So, which is very obtuse. I know. Is it David Fincher? I, well, I'm not going to tell you what director it is because oh, okay. then you're just going to start guessing because you, you would know the answer to that one and you've already seen it. Oh, I don't, I don't know. Ah, 
Well, that sounded condescending and I didn't mean it you that did. way. No, Sorry. No, you just are excited to show me something I, I haven't am. seen. I'm like twiddling um, my fingers. Ha, ha, ha. Like Mr. Burns. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. I'm trying to decide if it's going to be like a scary movie or if it's going to be a drama. Um, uh, I will say that this is one that uh, by the rules of programming, I did not think fit in Halloween Horror Month, but I sort of like can rope it in as like cousin to the theme because okay. it's not a horror film. But... And- it's enough of a dramatic thriller that I'm like, bring it in. Bring it in. Like the I would have programmed it. Okay. But uh Um, I still have no idea. It's okay. I'm not I don't know why I'm doing this because I'm not playing a game trying to get yeah. you to guess. I'm just um, delaying. I'm, tell me. I'm 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 delaying the gratification. Tell me now. Okay, so um <laughs> we today I am going to be showing you the nineteen fifty eight Alfred Hitchcock masterpiece, Vertigo. <gasps> Yay! Um, I've been wanting to watch this forever. Really? Yeah. Okay, because I, 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 if you asked me, like, you would think, like, Jake, what's your favorite Hitchcock movie? What would be your first guess? Psycho. Duh. Yeah. Which is very high on the list. <laughs> but this one is higher for me. Um, Hi, yeah. So, um, yeah, no, no, like, I, I love this film. Back when I... Um, for I know a couple of you are listening. Hi, former students. I uh, back Aww. in the day I used to teach a uh, video production and theory class for yeah. homeschoolers. I mean, also creative writing, but mostly it was the video production and theory. And we would do outside of uh, class uh, viewings, like you know, like where we would, like, I basically treated like a college film course. And but the students were all over the place because they were homeschooled. Like yeah. so, it was like I had nine year olds and seventeen year olds that whole oh, range gosh. in the same class. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't like one group. It was amorphous. Um, and this was one of the films because you know I obviously. Um, homeschool it was it was a it was a it was a conservative uh organization so like you know I, it's not like i could show like r-rated material so like Boots i was kind of I, well yeah which wasn't the focus but i was trying to think of like rather than show like disney films what films had meat and merit that we could talk about that were also like appropriate and vertigo was one that fell in the category so like uh like i remember our first episode i told you we did the same thing with jaws so this is another one yeah. that i did a screening of with the kids and we had oh. great discussion it was it was that one was actually probably uh, one of my favorite viewings and discussions that we had in all that uh, in all of that course. Yay! So um, I'm I'm very fond of this film. I'm very excited to show it um, to you. Um, and weirdly enough, uh, we did talk. Oh, sorry. Were you going to go on a thing that no. you're going to forget? No. Go ahead. Um, this isn't a spoiler because we talked about this already in Jaws. Uh, remember how uh, there's that shot that's the Jaws shot? And I pointed out, yes. this is actually the Vertigo shot. Yeah. But it's like, you know that shot from both of these movies. So I'm kind of... Bring- the, the idea was because directed dial in for murder, Hitchcock oh, play. Yes. And then also this ties back to our first episode when we started it all. It just felt like the right time to do the film. I love it. So Yes. So the... <laughs> I'm probably trying way too hard with this like thematic appropriateness. When uh, No... I love it. <laughs> like, keep. Why keep am I being self-deprecating up? when you're I know, appreciating you're like, it? You're it's like, <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. Uh, will you run me over with your car? Well, please? Emily, here's the thing. I just hate me more than you love me. That's all it is. Stop it! I love you I so love much. I love you so much too. Okay. Um, okay. No, so, so, so here's what, are, what I yeah. Thinking. I was gonna say. What are your thoughts? What do you know? So, like, I I know of this movie. I know there's like some spirally things that I'm going to see and I might feel dizzy. It's vertigo. So it's yeah. vertigo. Is, but yeah. you know what I immediately... The title is a condition. You know what I immediately thought of? Um, Liza to... Minnelli and Arrested Development. Oh, shit. <laughs> I was going to say, I know your brain and I'm like, I'm like, where are you going? Which, 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 which uh, is a series that we just... I just showed... Well, yes. okay. I showed her the good part of the series. We just got up through season three and into the Netflix stuff when it started to like... Yeah, suck. Um... 
I wish it didn't. It just didn't have the same luster. Like, I, I tried this before. I feel like we need to finish it, though. I wouldn't mind, because they went back and recut. It's like a remix edit of yeah. season four. Back when I tried to watch it, like, I couldn't get halfway through that season because it was just not funny. And I've seen seasons one through three when it was on network TV, like, countless times. And I yeah. crack up at every episode. I just, you after, like, two episodes, you're like, yeah, I, I see what you mean. It just wasn't the same. It, it, yeah, but I'm curious it wasn't if it gets the same, back on the track. Yeah, it wasn't the same spirit of the show. It felt more like a drama. Like there were funny instances, but yeah. not enough that were like what you remember from the beginning. But oh, anyway, yeah. but, but the, but, Liza Minnelli. Yes, which and, is funny. I love that. <laughs> Vertigo. And and you mentioned what's Arrested Development. Oh, sorry, go ahead. What's the mom's what is their what is her name in this? Something too. What? What's the mom's name? In Arrested Development? Yeah. The actress or the character? The character. Oh, shit. I know. I literally was like, Moira. Bluth. Bluth. No, Moira, that's Shit's Creek. Yes. Bluth. Uh, Michael, Job. Seal. Lucille. Lucille. Lucille, too. I was, I was, I was, I was, I was like, like, what are the names? Hold on. Oh, hold shit. on. Because the brother with the hand. <laughs> hey, brother. Hey, hey, hey brother. brother. And he, I his hand gets. I love Tony Hale. Oh, my gosh. He's so funny. It's just a We need to watch show. Veep. You'll love him on that. Yes. Anyway. Okay. So, so I thought of that. I also. um. I have a family member who shall remain unnamed. Of course. Who has uh, vertigo. And one time um, <gasps> she was about that. reaching for something in the closet and she fell into the closet. And it's a funny story that we oh. recount to this day. This one's not funny, but oh, fair enough. So so there's not falling in the closet. So this is not a comedy. No, it's not. It's a it's drama. It's not a thriller. comedy. Like it's not, again, it's not a horror movie, but because of Hitchcock's like oeuvre. I feel like I can like bring what? it in. So anyway, what did I say that word right? Something Over something it? French. What does that mean? Body like a like an artist's body of work. Over? Same thing as like, like filmography. It's it's like it's like a it's a famous Over? it's it's a fancy French term for filmography. Oeuvre. O u v r e. O u v r e. Oeuvre. I think. Anyway, I'm being super judged. I'm being a pretentious shit. It's fine. But no. How many ways can I say this? I was gonna say, do your do your fu- your funny uh-huh. funny French impression. Yeah. Baguette. Uh-huh. Ratatouille. Um, Ratatouille. Uh, wait, is that French or Italian? Pierre Escargot. I, I know my things. Uh-huh. Anyway, something something rat. Uh, so okay. Uh, Let's go watch it. I'm going to, but you guess what? You took me on a tunnel, the uh, like a rabbit hole. Tunnel this has never that, that, happened before. That you didn't mean to. A tangent. But you meant a tangent. We live in tangents. We are tangential. Existential tangential Beings. king and queen of this yes. kingdom. Anyway, um, oh so like gosh. I, I, uh, you mentioned how we just arrested development. I was like, oh, we just showed you that. I've been having this idea uh, of potentially. I know this is a movie podcast, but select things, not something where it's like an ongoing season, but if it's like a limited series. I thought like some things it might be fun to bring certain TV shows you haven't seen in, but it, mm. but I had to be really picky. I have an idea of a couple, so we might do like. How do you feel about branching out at some point? I don't want to do something where it's like, hey, there's 10 seasons and we got like, you know, like right now we're going through Dexter because we want to watch the new season. Like not Branches? I like branches. But uh, Branches. So so yeah, we may. Hey, Jake. Let's just do media. Let's just do all the shit. But mostly films. Babe. What? I'm down. Why am I trying to talk you into something that you were already in on? Uh, this is what you do. Did I mention that we've been really busy and my stress brain has been a little (laughs) neurotic? Hey, hey, Jake. (laughs) Do you want to go eat dinner and watch a movie? That's it. I'm hangry. Thank yeah. you for knowing me. 
Hey, um, hey, friends. So thanks thanks thank for you. being back with us. We're happy yes. to be back at we're, our microphones we're in our office. We're just excited to be back. Um, yes. But yeah, so I'm super excited to show you this film. I'm super excited to talk about it. I think there's going to be a lot to unpack. So uh, yeah, you want to you want to go you want to go dive down flex. into this classic? Yes. All right. Um, yeah. Everybody, let's uh, watch this. If you want, pause. Go watch the movie. You do yourself a favor if you haven't. If you have, watch it again because it's a banger. And then uh, we'll be back and we will get back in your ears uh, as quick as possible. You can pour a drink and listen to us talk about Hitchcock shit. I'm just letting you finish. <laughs> okay, good job. Uh, you want to go? Yeah. Okay, those of you that are still listening, we'll see you in a minute. Love you all. Bye. And we're recording. Da 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 da. Meow. Well, that that wasn't actually the start. It's okay. We can start whenever you're oh, ready. Oh, oh, I want to do that for okay. the start. Are right, you ready? Yeah. Da 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 da. Meow. And we're back. <laughs> I feel like you're gonna do just both of those. Both of those? Yeah, because you did the we we had the fake fake out one. Da 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 da. Meow. And you're like, that wasn't the beginning. And then we did it again. Do, and okay. Now we're in a forever loop. Do you want me to leave it unedited now? Yes. Shit. <laughs> all right. Warts and all, baby. It's going to sound weird, but fine. <laughs> Here's to going swimming it, with bow-legged, bow-legged women. women. Cheers, Cheers to that. I, I see salty dog something. something. Are you Hooper, quit playing dog? with yourself. Are you calling me a dog? oh my god oh my god okay so um ha so we watched vertigo we watched vertigo we did and i'm like what you saw saw this movie okay again okay so this this legitimately it's hard because i love so many of them but like this i I really think this is my favorite hitchcock movie and every time that i sit down to make a list i i really this is always like at least in my top 10, but very often in my top five. Again, depends on my mood. But uh, yeah, no, I, I just, I love this movie. So so it's, I'm very I'm very eager to find out what you thought. It's such a pretty movie. Right? It's such, like the colors are wonderful. Um, there's some of the shots, like, especially, uh, we'll get into this more later, uh, when you explained like the kind of soft, soft focus the <laughs> that they use for actresses are like oh yeah, we're no, gonna okay. do a, a beauty glamour well, shot and, and to There's clarify so that's many... a, i don't know if they did in the shot that i was referencing but i made yeah. a comment that, like that's the thing that they that's did a, often they okay. would like they would vaseline the lens to sort of give it like a soft diffusion yeah. like a beauty uh, kind of I was filter gonna say that for later, oh okay this is a little teaser no that's yeah. fine that's fine but um just in everything the movie does it's like everything's feels very intentional everything was just gorgeous and it's also messed up this movie's effed up it is also i have so many fun little trivia things to talk about here but um it's funny because you said this movie is messed up um francois truffaut who's a famous like french Mm -hmm. filmmaker uh very important in the history of the art of cinema but uh uh hitchcock anyway um hitchcock described this movie to him quote to put it plainly the man wants to go to bed with a woman who is dead that's how he described the movie the man wants to go to bed he's not wrong with a woman who is dead so yeah it's at its core it's kind of messed up it's (laughs) 
Like, okay. Of course, but. of course, this is the same Hitchcock who I love, who when Kim Novak, oh, okay, we'll talk about Kim Novak and the glory that she is in a little bit. Uh, uh, he, she asked him her motivation for a particular scene, and Hitchcock his apparently answered, quote, let's not probe too deeply into these matters, Kim. It's only a movie. So, so as deep as his stuff is, but the thing is, he's he was a prankster and a practical joker, and sometimes like would say the opposite to get a reaction out of you. So yeah. I don't. Anyway, we, we won't go too far down that rabbit hole. But um, <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, no, it's 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 was dark. Was that it's in this up. particular movie? He said that. To yeah, this her? is yeah specifically from this movie. She, I don't know what scene, but <laughs> um, no, okay, so like, yeah, it's it's dark. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's. Uh, I think it's very much ahead of its time and kind of brave. Because again, okay, <clears throat> jumping a little bit ahead, yeah, uh, this movie did not do well when it came out necessarily. That is wild. Like, um, he uh, and Hitchcock was kind of like, understandably so, like kind of upset at the critical and commercial failure of the movie. Yeah. And again, 1958. Um, he blamed it on Jimmy Stewart for saying that he looked too what? old to attract audiences anymore. And Aww. even though he was previously one of his favorite collaborators, he never worked with him again. After that, yeah. Oh no, Hitchcock, he was very apparently cut and dry. Like once you were done, you were done. Like he's just he's very cut and dry. Like about the movie, I don't know. There's there's okay. I really want you to see at some point Hitchcock, mm-hmm. the movie Hitchcock, where Anthony Hopkins plays Alfred Hitchcock. Oh shit! And it's it's filmed. It, the movie takes place during the making of Psycho specifically. I what? have to tell you, Jake. Right and, now, Aria is looking at your computer screens or at the ceiling at something, and she is so intent, and it is the cutest. It's thing It's a I've bug ever seen. or a ghost. It um, very well might be both. I will take both. a picture yes. that you can post during. Yep, as as she stops looking, I know. It's fine. She, <laughs> as soon as soon as you notice her being cute, she's like, "I'm actually gonna do something else now." She's like, "You wanted to get a picture of me? Absolutely not! Absolutely not!" Hey, Aria, look up. This is not interesting to the viewers at all. The viewers, the listeners, audience members. Anyway. Okay. Anywho, so we'll cut that part out. It or not. Or not. Warts and all. Warts and all, baby. Pick a lane, motherfucker. Whoa. <laughs> so um, that that noise that I was just making the was to oh. get Arya to look. Ah. Anyway, okay. Just to get the key cat to look. <clears throat> now she's Emily hates that again. ever since she saw Hereditary. Oh so if you want to mess with her, everybody, please flood our inbox with sounds of you going. You're breaking up with me. I can see it in your eyes from this look I'm getting right now. I went too far. No, no, no. I no. found the line and I jumped right the hell over it. I was it's like, fine. It's fine. Let's see if I can act really well mm. and I scare Jake. But yeah, no, this movie. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Let's come back to it. Like, cause I, I have. Okay, I didn't take a lot of notes just because, like, this is a movie that I always get like wrapped up into. But like, I, I have a lot that I'd love to discuss. But I, I'll, I'll let you kind of like. Take the reins. I, I, I again. I want to do a mm. thing where I pepper some. Hey, this happened during the movie, but go for it. Oh, I, you lead okay, us off. So, um, you champion started... of, of humans. You wonder <laughs> woman. I love you. Aw, I love you. Um, I wrote down at first PG because I was like, hmm, this is rated PG. I'm gonna come back Parental to that later. Guidance is suggested. Because remember, whenever we had our Jaws episode and we discovered that Jaws our inaugural is, episode, is as our inaugural episode. Uh, Jaws. Um, it was also rated PG, and there was True. some frontal nudity and like a fair amount of gore. 
Yes. So I was like, oh, is that going to be like this one? Mm. And then it wasn't. So um, I just wanted to write that down just to be sure. Um, and then I, uh, I'm yawning, but I'm not tired. I'm just, it's just because I'm getting more uh, oxygen to my brain. Okay. So the title sequence was super cool. Uh, interesting. Okay, you're jumping off with that. So the opening title yes. sequence was designed was designed by Saul Bass. Bass? Bass? Bass. Oh my God. It's all about I, the oh, Bass. my film history brain just fucking died. <gasps> oh no. Saul Bass. I won't Bass, hold it against right? you, babe. Yes. I don't know. Fine. Everything's fine. Um, anyway, uh, designed amazing opening title sequences uh, over over the history of his career. Um, anyway, I love this the is use the, of color. This is the first movie to use computer graphics. <gasps> I was title gonna sequence. say, like, how can, what, where are these like spirals coming from? Yeah, no, no, it it, 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 uh, it, uh, unless this is inappropriately attributed, it is the technically credited as the first movie, first movie to use computer graphics. Hmm. So, I dig it. The beginning of many movies, henceforth from there, and it kind of is like a precursor, or like foreshadows that dream sequence. That we see later on, too. Psycho. That's right. He did the title sequence in Psycho and uh, shit. Casino, Goodfellas. I'm trying to remember all the other ones. He's he's sort of like the title sequence king. He's like royalty. Uh, Anyway. I wrote yikes with three three eyes. I don't know why. Oh, hey, you'll love this. Uh, Also did the titles for West Side Story. There's a tie-in for you. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I knew you'd appreciate that. Did he do anything else with West Side Story? What year was West Side Story? Was it early? Was it Uh, the early sixties? Nineteen sixty-one. Oh my! My brain is so good. Um, I wonder if he helped with you know that sequence. Like I always think about this: the sequence where Maria is spinning, and then like it fades to like several several Marias that are colorful, and they split. And then the dance happens, like it's that transition. Mm, you know what I'm talking yeah. about? That, like, I feel uh, like he was a visual consultant on West Side Story. Mm-hmm. I'm looking through this now. Through this now, because um, this movie, like the colors and just some of the vibes, not everything, not like the story necessarily, but yeah, the visual consultant in the title. So, so could have been involved. Yeah, on the title, it's in. The, yeah, the title sequence, and okay. also it was a visual consultant on the, on movie, the movie, so okay. could have been involved um, in that. I, I can see its influence, like, and maybe around this time, like you were saying while we were watching, um, movies that came around. Oh, don't see, you yawn, and then I yawn, and it's just, Very it's bad. it's a snake okay. eating its own tail. It's a terrible idea. Movies that came around. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. It's fine. We're doing a podcast. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back. Sorry. Continue, please. Uh, movies that came out around this time whenever um, they were shot in color. They were like, we're breaking free from the black and white mold. So we're going to use color. Well, yeah, I think it was I think it was the early 50s that uh, color started really coming. Maybe late 40s. But the point being, it became like prevalent. And it was like this. Not You know, it's now we're like. We had that stretch where see it in real D and now they're like see it in Dolby Atmos, you know, whether it's like a sound yeah. or a picture thing. It's like back then it was VistaVision, Technicolor and like, oh shit, we can go see a movie in color. That was like, that was, a big that was like the prestige novelty yeah. for like, no, you go to the theater to see the moving pictures that are now in color like you see with the eyes in your head <laughs> as opposed to just, you know. Because I, I feel like black and white TVs were the thing. 
for longer oh, oh, than yeah, that, like, like, right? You know, yeah, you weren't seeing... Oh, God, when did the first color TV came out? Because I'm sure, like, you know, it was like you had to go to the theater to see in color. When oh. did color... Totally, totally did research for this. It's fine. Um, shit. History what? of the first color television. Da, 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 da. This is as early as 1939. Okay. By what? 1953, RCA devised the first complete electronic color TV system. But I bet that was expensive. Like, not everybody I'm sure. had it. It's like, it's like now if you're trying to buy, like, an 8K TV and you're like, there's, there's, you Nobody a, shoots an 8K. But now, like, now you can get, like, a... It's so weird because it's like now you can get like I think like a 75 or 80 inch 4K TV for cheaper than I remember like a 50 inch like LCD 1080 like an HD TV was uh, like, you know, in the the 2010s. That's or wild. But, you know, and eventually now it's like, oh, all those things that were expensive, they're cheap now because we have this new thing. It's in 1600K. <laughs> more, th- more Ks than your eyes need. Nobody can see that shit. It's fine. <laughs> More more K's than your eyes need. I feel like we could make reference to like current event stuff, but I don't. That, uh, yeah, no, that's, that's fair. Okay, so ra- blah, 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 blah. rabbit anyway. hole, rabbit hole, plugged and stuffed back to the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, that um, was supposed to sound dirty. I loved it. Um. Okay, so why Jimmy Stewart? And why do we love him so much? Well, because he's sort of a, a classic actor, see? I, I can't really do Why did I do like a shitty, like, drunk James Cagney? I don't know what that was at all. Well, th- it's kind of that same idea. Like, uh, remember, I brought up during the movie, I'm like, I wonder if this is that transatlantic accent kind of fading into the way we speak now. Which is a which, good point, which you can speak to more than I. Ugh, I don't I don't know a lot about it. Like, for, it, it's kind of like that... Uh, Oh, see, you know, like, oh, it's a baby, see? Uh, it's like that kind of showy talk that's a well, yeah, no, combination no. Which, between... Which we talked about. Like, like, okay, like, for instance, when we were doing, like, Dial M, you know, yeah, the play. Like, regular, you know, it's, it's like, don't do that, like, 50s acting where it's like, it's very big. Like, Darling, how dare you? You're something, something in the curtains and blah, blah, blah. They even spoke like, like this the in the, in real life. So it's a transatlantic. It's like a yeah. combination between... I have no idea why, but something about the way you're talking right now, I cannot wait to show you Sunset Boulevard. But that's for another day. Is anyway. Liza Minnelli in that? Because... No. <laughs> Unless I'm really wrong. Liza no, sometimes no. talks like this. My dear. <laughs> we are but, back. This is all over the place. Yes. Uh, I miss so, this. Um, anyway. That um, transatlantic accent, um, whenever you're doing a show or movie in the 20s, something. God, yeah. Uh. Filling the gap until Emily returns. And you d- are you done with your yawn? Are you done? Yes. Are you, do- are you ready? Are you okay? Okay. It's something that you use um, for that time period, and I feel like it kind of lasted for a while through movie stars that lasted through different generations. Like, and I feel like Jimmy Stewart is one of those guys. Like, when was his first movie? Do you mind to look that up? Jimmy Stewart's first movie? Yeah. Good question. Sorry, I was just reading some stuff about other parts of the movie. Yeah. I was going, while you were while you were having your. My, Making my your point. yawn fest. No, I was I was letting you like chase down your thought. Um, okay. No. Oh, oh. Sorry, yeah. I had a, I had a moment. 
I was getting ready to look for his his first, but I found Jimmy Stewart's last acting credit before he passed. And it was as Wiley in An American Tale, Fievel Goes West. And sorry, my my childhood got really sad. Fievel Goes West. I love that movie. That was his last role. Okay, anyway. um, La, 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 la. His first role is credited as a short film in 1934 called Art Trouble. Um uh, it looks like his first feature was The Murder Man. He played Shorty in 1935. 1935. I am trying so, to find the first film that I recognize, which is really making me feel like I don't know. Oh, Mr. Smith, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, 1939. Mm. Uh, I feel so, like I should know more of the ones between the first and that, what, but that's the first one how, that I'm like, I know that one. How old would he have been then? When? In which film? Mm-hmm. One of those earlier ones. Well, he's born in 1908. Shit, in Indiana. <gasps> Wait, no. Indiana? He was... No, that tripped me up. Fuck. He is oh. born in Indiana, Pennsylvania. <laughs> that threw me for it's a fucking loop. It's kind of like when people are like, oh, I was born in Peru. Yeah. Peru, Indiana. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, oh, Indiana. Oh, Indiana, Pennsylvania. Ah, shit. Like, anyway. What? Uh, no, like- he was born May 20th, 1908. So uh, in his first film, or that first short, 1934, if that was 1908, Ooh. oh, God, you're going to make me do math, which is really easy to do, and I'm just going to stall <laughs> because I don't want to... Uh, no, it's hmm. fine. Everything, everything. Hang on. That was way too easy. So he's 26. He's 26. He's 26 when he started that. So, okay. So He was... 49 when they shot this movie. Oh my god. Vertigo 50 when it came out. Yeah. And Kim Novak was um, which is the thing. She was 24 when they shot it, 25 when it came out. Dude, that we'll get into that later, but okay, uh, so I, I looked up I'm a not going to demonize age gaps cuz otherwise I got to cast stones in this room. It's fine. Uh Anyway. 10 years is different than 20 years. If you're a consenting adult and you're not a dumb young okay. kid. <laughs> Okay, so um, the mid-Atlantic accent or transatlantic accent is an accent of English, accent of English, fashionably used by the early 20th century American upper class and entertainment industry, Mm. which blended together features regarded as the most prestigious from both American and British English. Uh, So it is not a native or regional accent. Rather, according to voice and drama professor Dudley Knight, its earliest advocates bragged that its chief quality was that no Americans actually spoke it unless educated to do so. Hmm. So it was kind of this. It it looks like it was used by the upper class and those in the entertainment industry to kind of like elevate themselves. I gotcha. So. Whenever whenever we hear that, we think, oh, old Hollywood or like old radio broadcasters. They talk like this and uh, old sport and all that, you know. You're going a little Gatsby there. Going a little yeah. Gatsby because that's the way they would have spoken. Um, so it, it to hear the way Jimmy Stewart talks, mm-hmm. that's that. Yeah, no, I get that. That makes so, sense. So like... Is it his voice? Why we love him? Like his performance is great in this. Like I just wonder though. We've had a couple conversations like this. Like this, uh, this leading man thing. This the the leading dude doesn't always have to be the most handsome guy. No, and well, and, and but and, okay, the leading okay. lady 
usually does. Well, she has to be like well, the prettiest. Well, and ever. the thing is, speaking specifically of Kim Novak, which hmm. gorgeous. Anyway, yes, gorgeous. That's darling. an understatement of the century. But anyway, uh, so like she. <laughs> She has to play essentially without getting. We'll get into the story in a little bit. Like dual roles, mm-hmm. and this is a film noir. Noir, mm-hmm. like like make no mistake about it. So like she's carrying the task of not only playing two roles but literally like handling the femme fatale requirement. So yes. of course she needs to be devastatingly like like a bombshell. Now uh, Jimmy Stewart, uh, yeah, he. Uh, it's not just the age difference, but um, this was kind of generally like I guess a lot of people lauded. Or, or lobbed the complaints of this movie didn't do well to he was too old to play the romantic lead for the for the love story in it. Yeah. Um, I, I, for me, I call bullshit on that. Yeah. But that's just me. And I'm not like that. I, 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 I think that he gives a great performance in this. But like it just kind of got. There's an argument that I guess they thought he was miscast, but also Hitchcock came back and said he thought Kim Novak was miscast or whatever. And I'm like, this cast is what? perfect. I love no, this movie. No, he, I think it's great. He like. The, the, this movie like flopped when it came out. Essentially, I'm I'm generalizing heavily, yeah. but it it didn't do that well. And it's it's generally considered his masterpiece. Like in fucking what was it in 2012? Let me find that. Uh, in 2012, uh, okay, so the Sight and Sound uh, critics poll for the greatest movies of all time. Mm-hmm. For the longest time, Citizen Kane was always the number one movie of all yeah. time. But in 2012, they revised and did a new poll, and this took over the number one spot. Yeah. So despite like it bombing, like it's not only considered arguably Hitchcock's masterpiece of which he had several but that this is in a conversation and in often in several circles considered the greatest film of all time so yay I mean I'm yeah I'm in that camp because I love it but here I want to give a little bit of perspective here and like our our nowadays please do uh hang on one second um how old do you think Brad Pitt is don't look it up you mean like today? Yes. Fifty-four. Uh, mm-hmm. Let me let, let me. I'm bad at guessing age, but I'm trying. Brad to... Pitt is fifty-seven. Okay. okay. Oh, you get okay. So, I was three off. Yeah, not That's bad. That's not too bad. bad. I'll I'll, t- so, I'll take that as like a like a. This is one one out of three points. So this would be like okay. How I don't old know did how we? Sports work. We did said... I do that right? Did I do a thing right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Partial credit. That's fine. Partial credit. So I I so Brad Pitt. Okay, handsome man. Let's, let's. I mean, again, also an, the understatement of the century. Duh. Yes. Okay. Let's bring it back just a little bit, and I'll I'll let you take your pick between three actors. Okay. Oh boy, I, is, are we playing games? We're I playing like, a little bit of I a game. I love games. Okay. Okay. So, okay. um, Bradley Cooper. How old okay. do you think he is? Are you gonna make me? Are you gonna make me answer all three of them, or pick between which one? Uh, I'm gonna answer. You have to decide. Okay. Uh, guess how old they how are. How old is Bradley you. Cooper today? 48. 46. Very close. Okay. Um, Matt Damon. 51. 51 is correct. Woo! Um, and Leo, Leo DiCaprio. 54. 47. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And here's the thing. So, he doesn't look that. I just, for some reason, I felt like Leo would be way older than I figured he was. And I was thinking early 40s. So which, I was like, gauge higher. Which so. one of them, based on looks alone... Would you pair with Florence Pugh? Based off as looks? A, as a believable couple. Believable? Yes. I have to pick one. I can't have a tie. You could have a tie. That's fine. Um, Honestly, this is a stupid fucking requirement, but uh, I'm going to say Leo, but 
I would say Leo or Bradley tied, except that the only reason I didn't want to say uh, Bradley Cooper first is because I picture him being way taller than her because she's a shorty. She is a shorty. And I think Leo... <laughs> It's probably closer. It's probably, so, 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 yeah. so part of that, it's the same thing as like when you see like height differentials, mm-hmm. like you sort of like it, it, it kind of enhances age gaps a little bit or, yes. you know, whatever. So like for me, I was like, Leo felt like on, I'm purely being objective on screen. Yes. I'm thinking like a filmmaker who would look like a couple. Yes. Not based off their age. So I would say Leo. So Leo at 47, Florence Pugh is 25. Here's the thing. I don't have a problem with that. See, I know and, a lot of people yes. do. And at, I, on, I will be the first to admit that I probably don't need to push my my opinion mm. so much as a guy here. So I'm I'm just saying that without like that's just me, and I don't expect anyone to agree with it. It's fine. it's just interesting because it's it's almost like a a genre based thing, right? Sure. It's like, well, genre based or medium medium based. Yes. Okay. Because if you think about it, like the okay, so we're in a noir. Right? Yeah. We're in a film noir, and we have the hard-boiled detective retired. And also classical Huge. cinema. So when you think of, like, class, classic leading classic. man, cl- like, yeah. like, like, like we're playing like. literally with the tropes from the beginning of fucking time. Yes. So, yes. For all, for all. We've got Jimmy Stewart, and he's uh, 49. He's, he's, 49 ha- he's not old. having a wonderful life in this one, but anyway. No. Um, and this young girl... What's her first name? Kim Novak? Kim Novak. Kim, oh, the, is the she actress, related or? to BJ Novak? I'm sure not. What if they are? That'd be so cool. Um, so and she's 26. So 49 and 25. She's 25. 24 when they shot it. 25 when it came out. So she's 24 and he was 49. But but also half his age. Yeah, but we had this conversation. We had to pause briefly because we watched it with our friend Daniel. Hi Daniel. Hi Daniel. Um, I. He's such a sweetie. It's hard. uh, First off, I'll admit. I I am a shit gauge of age. Like I like it's hard for me. Huh, yeah, I meant for that to rhyme. It's hard for me to like look at someone like how old do you think they are? Like I know you just played this game and I got Matt Damon yeah, right, yeah. but everyone else I'm like ah, I'm guessing. Uh, I uh, like you know, and regardless of like male, female, but like across time, yeah, it's hard. But like people, like just humans in general in the fifties look different than they do now. It's, my yes. argument was the same sense as like, look at a Renaissance painting, look at now, like, you know, musculoskeletal. Like I'm coming from like a physiological, like, like appearance, like we change. Yeah. Like I know because you, when we had this conversation, I'm sort of like assuming that people had this conversation with us. Like you were arguing it or uh, discussing it more from a, uh, like a, like a, like, a, like a makeup and hair, like, 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 like a beauty trend thing. And I was yes. going just from like, like well, physiological, musculoskeletal. Like a- and like, I thought, oh, sorry. Well, not not just like a beauty trends thing, but there is a trend of like the look that is in. Yeah. It's like if you look at the the 50s versus the the 70s, yeah. way different. No, totally like, different. And that, like that was like the the rise of Twiggy, right? Like super, yeah. super, super, super thin. Yeah, which was in. Oh, yeah, which was like 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 a Michelle like Pfeiffer a, and Scarface or it's like anywhere, a yeah. Bombshell. Like like yeah curves hippie like and and, and 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 then you had the outliers like you know like when you, you go back to Twiggy like that still was like if we're gonna generalize like that 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 still was prevalent because you know you could argue like for every Marilyn Monroe you had Audrey Hepburn mm-hmm. so but 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 also hundred well, percent fair point taken for some reason this is coming up but and I'm all generalizing into the fifties I'm not saying like just that decade but that time ish well and then like we can bring up White Christmas I know it's not necessarily your favorite no that's good that's but, fine but um, you know like uh, you you love it so, and support it so vera ellen and rosemary clooney 
When you look at them next to each other, Rosemary Clooney is like the bombshell girl. I am not saying a BJ Novak tie, FYI. Okay, that's anyway. cool. Sorry. That, that's I've been, okay, I've been okay. literally looking at that while we've been having this conversation so trying to find it. it. She's like a nor- like a like a healthy body. I don't remember her waist size, but she like she's like the standard for that time. And then Vera Ellen comes in and she's she had a whole lot of problems. Like dancers have issues. She had an eating disorder. Mm-hmm. She had like a fourteen inch waist. Yeah, well, things were Which like is tiny. Things were unhealthy back so, then. Well, I have to, okay. so like when you look at, when you watch White Christmas, you've got the, the like two vastly different like uh, tastes. I guess like two vastly different body types. Rather, yeah, I for should sure. say it that way rather than like appetites of well consumers. It's it's funny that you bring that up because if you're talking like you know like body image, like okay, uh, m- the point that I was trying to make, yeah extremely inarticulately earlier was that because uh, I, I want to shift but I want to like the reason I was rambling was uh, Kim Novak at this is 24 when they shot it mm-hmm. does not look like 24 year olds today like like if you see someone in their 20s it's like oh you're 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 a baby you're a child yeah. but back, back then like you know like I, I could have been the makeup and the wardrobe but like at well, 24 like her in the movie I'm like she looked like much more mature and distinguished well, and like it's it's, yeah. it's like you know at the times and everything like well someone in about, their 20s at a certain decade may look different than someone in their 20s at a different time which could be think about fads or, margot robbie yeah okay think about margot robbie who was how in her early she? i don't know uh she's in her early 20s in wolf of wall street when she made her debut uh how old i don't know so if we put margot robbie or you, even are you like looking a, today like how old she is like, yeah she's 31 so okay, she's so like literally maybe, your age. Yes. Aw, Margo. She's born in July, so she's only six months older than you. She's a cancer and yeah. I'm a Sagittarius just like you and me. Margo, we love you. Hi. Anyway, you, continue on. Um, anyway, uh so think about her look, but think about her in that costume and a movie that's set in that time period with like period specific makeup. So mm-hmm. we see you know that little bun that um Kim Novak has mm-hmm. like in the back of her head it's like kind of like a thin bun like and she's got some volume in the front sure like that's a hairstyle as films and as like our time has moved on you don't see that style as much in the younger generations you see that in the older generations so I okay. feel like in in that way it kind of matures the look no because right. of our like our um not not necessarily like our hindsight is twenty twenty lens, but like looking back on a period of time. Yeah. But even then, like you could say styles in the twenties, like the 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 goal was a very sleepy look for women. Like you had to look very sleepy. You had to have kind oh, okay. of a boyish frame. Like you had to have a slim <clears throat> slim frame. Not necessarily like super thin, but like like uh, straight lines in your dress, sure. um, and your bobbed haircut, right? Which can make somebody look like a baby doll. No, you're you're 100 percent right. So so like I think I think maybe this age this this time period in cinema, like in the 50s, going into the 60s. This is where we see like our grandparents like living in this style. Just kind of like we can see some like parents and grandparents right now living in the 90s style. You know, you know those people who like they found their haircut 
and they know what works with their hair and they're stuck in that decade. You know what I mean? I do. So, <laughs> I don't know. I think that colors our perception. Okay. Because colors it's, our perception. I like that. Which, which cause cause, color is like extremely important in this film. Well, that's not necessarily what I'm saying. Like color is important, but I mean like our perception isn't influenced. Okay. By that's this. fair. Sorry, yeah, I was yeah, going yeah. I was going I was but I no, literally jumped is, the lane there. Yes, so. color is very important, but we'll come back to that. No, but okay, but I, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, no, no, I do. Like, like my the the age that this girl is at that time is around the age that my grandma or my grandparents might oh. have been and, around well, that and, time, and this right? Kind of, exactly. Well, and, and think about like, and this isn't, I mean, if we're just talking like objective, like, you know, purely superficial based on looks, that's one thing, one conversation. But if you, um, if you're thinking about like, I don't know why, again, I'm bringing it back to inside for some reason. Bo, that, that whole comment, he's, he's like, Bo, we when, love him so much. I know. Oh God, when he was Bo. talking about, he's, he's Thanks like, Thanks for the three months, like, Bo. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks very much. Appreciated my dude. Um, when he was talking about um, uh, in uh, I'm turning thirty, the whole like when he was tw- twenty seven, my granddad fought in Vietnam. When I was twenty seven, I built a bird house with my mom. That whole thing of like you know twenty seven year olds back then versus now. Well, because you think about like well, think about a twenty four year old now. Like like no no seriously, think about a twenty four year old now. Life life accomplishments and experiences and just let's be honest, mental state. An ability yeah. versus a twenty-four year old back then. Twenty-four year old back then. Back then, it's like if you didn't have like three kids and have your life figured out <laughs> and a mortgage and all this or whatever, which was it was a different time. Like, who were you? Like, like honestly, yeah. like, like the six, the measure of success. If it, I hadn't come in your twenties, it ain't gonna come. I, I'm about to go down an even further I, rabbit hole. Well, careful, Are you me, ready? If, if you, no, please do. But if you get to, I have two comments I want to make. S- specifically about like body image expectations because you touched on something and there's two points I want to make but but I please can spin, don't forget them I can spin back around to it so okay, go okay. with your rabbit hole so like <laughs> and I even wrote this down as we were watching so um Jimmy Stewart makes reference to uh, being a man of independence which, oh yeah early on when he's like uh he's yes. got the cane when he has the, yeah, the corset a, on because after the injury yes I'm a man of independence so he could retire right so that means a man of means a man who has money he retired he, as a he's a retired detective he's so a retired he's detective pension, but something blah 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 lifestyle something like that but it, it it means and it's like kind of a classical thing it's like these men have made their fortune. Now they can retire and live their lives. Uh, so and buy fancy I've, suits and drink myself to death. Yes, I I'm reading. <laughs> Is that what you did back then? I think that was the yeah. Thing. Uh, or now? <laughs> cheers. Uh, it, cheers. It's a joke. That's a bad um, joke. It's, it's a bad, bad joke. joke. It's, it's a bad joke. Um. So I I've been reading a lot of Jane Austen novels. <laughs> Where the hell are you going with this? I cannot wait. What? So um, okay, it is a thing. That uh, which one was it? Persuasion. Little Women. I'm. I'm. I. It's either sense or. Is that Jane Austen? Every uh, Jane Austen. Jane Austen. Jane, Jane Steve. I'm gonna give Jane, you J- up. Jane Steve Austen. Yes. Three sixteen. Yes. Something something. Smash a beer can on your head. Hiya. <laughs> Jane, R- Jane Steve Austen. Oh my god. But okay. I I can't remember. I I'm not this. gonna name Sorry. it because I can't remember. But there's this one. Um, it's between sense and sensibility and persuasion. I read them back to back. Please forgive me if I can't remember the distinguishing 
features it's okay. in each they're, they're um, all books and movies i fell asleep during so it's fine <laughs> but um the the male lead in this one um he wants for profession like he wants to have an occupation because he is an he's independent so he wants for nothing but he wants direction in his life so he his whole life has wanted for nothing so he doesn't have like drive or purpose but he also could literally live the rest of his life not doing anything and the income from his family just keeps growing because of his status when he was born so he's emo for no reason hamlet oh shit what? You're no, not no, no, wrong. No, no. no, but but that but yes, but no. Emily, why but, would you say something so controversial and yet so brave? Well, if you think about it, like if you if you don't have a, a thing that you're working towards, then you feel kind of like listless, meaningless, like like anybody like never, you gotta have stuff. Never have been able to relate to that in my life ever. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, so that so I'll I'll swing back around to um well no 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 back in Jane Jane Austen times. Um, a woman was considered independent, like could, could not uh, in a position to not have to pursue a career, like if she had a big dowry. Okay. Right? So I give you this cow in this land for my I daughter's hand. I give you this hand. cow in this land and you ten thousand pounds a year. And please take this child and I did not want from me and please wed take her. her. I have I'm five daughters. Of, I'm Good Lord, please help us. paying for all this porridge to feed her. Too much. She's 15. Take her now. <laughs> <laughs> Where were you 14 years ago? I was been done with her from the... I don't know. It's just, it, was a, it was a different time. But anyway, so then I, like, <laughs> fast you, forward no, you make, to... You make your children for profit. That's what they did. I mean... Right? Like, if you're a farmer... Sorry, all I'm thinking is blue. How much were your wife, your little girl, your women? I want to buy them. No, that's not where I'm going. You haven't seen that movie. It's very <laughs> funny. Anyway, moving on. So, <laughs> so uh, whenever he was like, "I'm an independent man," that tells me it's not that he has a pension. It's not that he like busted his butt. It's that he grew up with money. So he could he could afford to he could retire. Early. He's white. He's a white man, <laughs> and this time, anyway. So I just wanted to like bring a little bit of that history in. Oh no, I appreciate that. So like <laughs> this white man. <laughs> no, yeah, no, because I mean, yeah, okay, yeah, no, like we should we should bring privilege into the conversation. It's a thing there. So, so like, yeah. Oh, I had an injury, so I can retire from my job. Which is like unheard of now. True, but also, uh, uh, oh shit! I was about to go on a, like not the tangent I wanted to go on to, but um, can can uh, put a pin in this? Can we, uh, mm. Fuck no no! Mm. Remember it, Jake, because if I make the comment now, we'll go down that rabbit hole. So not not stop. Let's go down the rabbit hole, Jacob. I wanted to remember the comments you told me to remember earlier. Do okay, it. so do okay, it. So, so, I'm done with mine. So what you were talking about? Which thank you for that. That was that was very intriguing to it discuss. It very and much to. made me think of it. I appreciate. I you. was like, um, oh my gosh, like, and right now I'm reading Emma, and she's very sassy, oh. and I love it. Emma Stone it's is so great. Funny. We love her. No, anyway, but listen, um, there's this part where like. <laughs> 
Emma, Emma's father and her sister are both like kind of very health conscious and they're concerned for their health. Okay. And the father has his own particular doctor and the daughter has moved to a different city. So she has her particular doctor. So there's this exchange and they're talking about, oh, where well, Dr. Pike has a has a has this remedy and he says i need to go down by the seaside well mr mcgovern says i need to go dr to mcgillicuddy sells seashells by the seashore me. but it's this like back and forth well well mr pike wouldn't have wouldn't mr pile or whatever his name was wouldn't have this to say about that and you know he's the true authority it, it, anyway something it, something prince eric i don't know oh my gosh ariel uh, all new worlds. That's wrong. I don't know. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not. I okay. Mm, but, uh, I support your love of those, but honestly, everything you're talking about, the second you start talking about anyone talks about like that Jane Austen stuff for all that, my eyes glaze over, and I'm just like, no, like, you're it's, not. It's. Was that since 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 sensibility was directed by Martin Scorsese, and I don't give a shit. That's that's how that's but how much I, that's how bored prejudice. I am by it. huh. What about Pride and Prejudice? That continuous take was pretty cool. Um, directed by that one guy. Yeah, no, I like Joe Wright as a filmmaker. Yes. I just like and Keira Knightley is cool. How dare it's you? It's fine. How dare you? Florence Pugh couldn't even say Little Women for me. Anyway, we're moving on. Um, Different. T- t- that's what. It's Louise all Jane Austen, right? May is that not Alcott? Jane Austen? Am I getting a mixed Louisa up? Louisa May Alcott. It's the same thing. No, it's not. It's the same thing. Jake's like, I don't want to read anything about women. Wow, that's a generalization. <laughs> no, I just prefer it to be like you know, Kill Bill. <laughs> All the women must or Mad have Max a vendetta. Fury Road, please. All the women must kill. <laughs> if anything, I'm just kidding. If anything, I am if just anything, teasing. Don't they deserve to kill? Let them kill. Yeah. No, here's the <laughs> instead thing, of like, pine for a guy to get married to have a happy life. I just don't care. I just don't care. It's in, fine. In these Jane Austen novels, a lot of times, like the women in the stories, who are typically the main characters, have to. Make up for the silliness or the impracticality of the okay. men in their life by means of like what they can do as women. So like okay. in their in their way, that's like, a cool insult. They they are killing it, but not literally. They're just trying to like. Here's the thing: I haven't seen it, and I'm sure it's dog shit. But like for me to be interested, it needs to be like Pride and Prejudice and zombies. Now here's the thing. I'm I, I I don't need to see that movie to know that it's probably absolute shit. We should watch but, the the Pride and Prejudice like mini series. But that is at one that, time because Colin I mean, like, what's his face is in it. Colin Firth. Not Firth. The other one. Farrell. No. I'm running out of Collins. Nesmith. Hi, buddy. Oh hey, Colin. He's not listening. He but if he is, cheers. I love no, you, No. Okay. Who's um, the king in the King's Speech? Colin Firth. Colin Firth. Who you said it wasn't. Wait, the first who's, one. That, who's the Irish one? Colin Farrell, the second one that you also <laughs> said it wasn't. There are literally two Collins. Take your pick. It's Colin Firth. He plays Darcy. From Bridget Jones's Diary. Yes. He plays Darcy. Colin Firth. Yes. He's great. We love him. We love him. I hate the King's Speech and fuck Tom Hooper, but still. I really enjoyed the t- King's Speech. I liked it until it won Best Picture and it won over Darren Aronofsky for Black Swan and David Fincher for Social Network and let's not get started because that's like a Shakespeare in Love winning over Saving Pride Ryan upset and I'm not going to talk about it again without having 50 drinks and I cannot talk about it without crying. I can't talk about it without crying. That just fell out of me. I didn't even try it. Anyway, uh, okay, so my point. Big wet diaper. Big wet diaper. So my point that I was going (laughs) to say, this is a train wreck. Hi, welcome back. Um, 
I love talking about I my love talking about stuff. <laughs> also, I apologize. I was being a little like nudge nudge or whatever. Like I just <laughs> I they're not bad and I'm not saying they're bad. And also, I'm not to judge if they're good or not. I just I get intensely bored by those. But I will admit it's, no no, I'll yeah. admit the Kira Knightley Joe Wright directed Pride and Prejudice. It was very well made. I just didn't like the material. But like yeah. I thought it was a well made film and I liked the film. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think I don't like, want to rewatch it because I'm like Eh, but I like how it was shot. I like how it was, I like see, the performances. I just don't care. For me, it's a comfort movie. Like if I'm having a bad day, I, or you, you, I bought it for you. Oh yeah, you bought it for me. Like I like if I have a bad day and I get a migraine and I'm like out for the count, I'm like I need to listen to Pride and Prejudice in the background because that's the only thing that is going to make things better for and me. And I respect that. And I want to clarify, I'm not shitting no, on no, it. No, I'm no. not saying it's bad Here's and I'm not, I'm just like, I'm being I, I, as it, I was trying to be antagonistic for comedy's sake, and maybe it came across know, as me nah, being a dick, nah, and I apologize. Nah, nah, nah. I think it just um, it takes a little bit more work up on your end to be a fan. You know what I mean? That's fair. Because like, and you it, could argue the same thing as like Jake. Why do you like watching or reading or listening to Hamlet? And I'm like, I don't know. It's the same thing. Yeah, it's like it's you just have instead to, of a whiny girl, it's a whiny dude. I'm gonna have to. Well, okay, hmm. I'll admit Hamlet's a whiny dude. They're probably not whiny girls. I'm just. I gotta stick up my ass because it's it, like, it feels okay. it feels drier than like desert Here's sand. To me. So think about this. <laughs> it's drier than Oscar Wilde. So this is what is something, happening something in, in this is what's happening in Pride and Prejudice that's not said, it's just implied. Man has five daughters, four dollars. Clearly he just was four, four or five and daughters. He struck out. Sometimes that happens. Mm-hmm. So he has that, the, that, the, what is the word Take I'm looking for? Take this daughter. She's homely and costing me a fortune. The heir of the family goes down the male line. Right. There's no male in the family, so it goes to a cousin. Oh, I thought, oh, I, so, I just assumed the lineage dies. So the heir of their home and their fortune Besides their dowries, they get like little dowries, goes to a cousin. So all of the daughters are expected to marry above their station so that the family can survive. Okay. So it's like... It's a struggle that I don't agree with or understand or relate to, but also I acknowledge it was a historical thing. Yes. It's not something that we have to deal with because we're American. Let me phrase that again. It's also not a struggle that's... For me to understand, just hey guys, for me to listen to. Do you remember what this because podcast it's a is about? Period and it's a different, about and I, I can't know what that's like. <laughs> and it's not up to Let's me to decide. Let's come back to your your body. Stuff. I'm just a guy. It's fine. Hey. Hey, let's come back to your. Let's come. No, this was amazing. But I was like, this tangent. I was like, what movie are we talking about? I lost track. Okay, so um, you earlier we were talking, going back to Kim Novak and the way that she looks at 24 in this movie, as Emily is making very inappropriate tongue gestures into the air. Stop it! Don't tell the world. I support it. No, honestly, I'm not shaming you. I'm I'm saying be proud of it and own it. It was great. I'm just. Trying to make you chuckle in your soul. You did make me chuckle and also agreed. Anyway, moving on. Something, something tongue gesture. Uh, <laughs> the, okay, so um, talking about like expectations and body type, body type. And this is not something that is like gone today, obviously. I'm not saying, oh, this yeah. is a problem or yesteryear. But like uh, there were two comments that I was, when I was reading through some of this trivia that I gleaned. Um, 
Kim Novak, she said in a January 2020 CBS interview that she adored Alfred Hitchcock, which I do too. He's my probably my second favorite director of all time, mm. um, but arguably known he's for problematic. He's, he could be a dick. I'm not. He's I'm not going to pretend that he's not, uh, or couldn't have been. Yeah. Um, I respect and love the work, and I think that he was brilliant, and I love all his films. But is he a great person? We're like, anyway. Um. Uh, I guess she says that she adored him, even though he publicly referred to her as a weak actress and a cow. That is a quote. Um, <gasps> How and dare there, he? And there is another thing. His wow. wife, Alma, who I really want to, uh, like I said, I want you to see Hitchcock, the one where, uh, um, uh, Anth- Sir Anthony Hopkins. Sorry, I was, I was like, there's a title. Sir Anthony Hopkins Sir. plays uh, Hitchcock. Um, so his Alfred, Alfred Hitchcock's wife, Alma, uh, saw this movie like she was very influential and uh, important like in the in the uh, developmental and the editing process of his films uh, she saw the movie said that she liked it except for one shot where Kim Novak walks towards the San Francisco Bay which she felt made Kim Novak look too large on the screen what? like she looks too big so for years afterwards when discussing the film Hitchcock would insist that Alma hated it even though she says she liked it just not this one shot that made the lead actress look too big and I'm like first off She's perfect the way that she is. Leave her alone. Can you imagine? <laughs> I know. It's, it's like, like this- well, but you hear about the shit. You hear about like James Cameron on like Titanic telling Kate Winslet, like, you know, like especially leading up to the nude scene that it's like, you're too fat. You need to lose weight. And I'm like, oh I'm God. barely paraphrasing, like made her cry about like, why are you so chubby? Basically. And it's like, oh, first, Trash off, can first off, shut up. <laughs> first off, get um, over yourself. But, Second uh, off, shut up. But no, I think that's so Third, like. So like interesting, Fart like and and, and Kim Pettin. Novak apparently had a a uh, reputation for being very difficult to work with, and like she refused to show up on set one day because she was like you know striking to get more money from Columbia for like you know the studio that she worked at during at. Titanic. No, no, Kim Novak in this. Oh, Kim Novak. Kim Novak, not Good Kate Winslet. Oh, okay, sorry. Sorry, I, I jumped. Like, I jumped around. Uh, it's fine. Uh, but you know, like, but you're talking about like. See, I, it, we went out way off in the weeds. I forget what the reason I was bringing that up and the point. You were talk, we were talking about like she's how at 24 she money, looked. And then people, no, we were talking about at 24 how she, she looked, looked older. and then like this look that people were criticizing her. And I'm like, but no, she looked great. She looked fine. Yeah. She's, I, and also, I'm not talking about just like superficially like is she pretty in this movie? Okay, duh, that's that's fine. But that's a separate conversation. Her performance is fucking brilliant in this. Yeah. Like at the end, whenever whenever uh, I, I know we're jumping on the story, which I, I would like you to do the recap of the story on this one, like what happens. Mm. But like she at the towards the end, whenever um he's like dressing her up and making her up and playing like my fair lady into like you know like getting her to look a certain way mm. and putting her like you know my in, fair in, in, lady I love it in the gray dress and you know like you know he's he's like dressing her up and like when she walks out of the bathroom and like she's no longer a brunette and she's now in the wardrobe of her character before you can see when when she went from Kim Novak blonde to brunette or yes. you know like like post but it's the the twist the same person you could like it wasn't just that she changed her hair color. Like when I said that's the same actress, you were like, "What? She's unrecognizable because it's her body language, it's her facial yes. gestures, it's it's like her performance, like the way she moves, the the cadence of how she talks, how she carries herself, and then when she comes out of the bathroom in that gray dress with the blonde hair again, everything in its right place, and it's like immediately back to how it was. Like her performance is masterclass in this movie, in my in my opinion. Yes, I think that people get a little bit. Maybe not. Threaten is not the correct word here, but like intimidated by talent or like, you know, she was trying to stand up for herself by 
striking to get more money, right, on set. And sometimes, sometimes people are just jerks. Sometimes people are just buttheads. It is a very often thing that exists and is true, unfortunately. Yes. Anywho, um, what I really want to say about it is that... I forgot. You know, I put a pin in a thing. I forgot the rabbit hole I was going to go down that you said. It's something go down about it. body type. No, that was the pin I went back to. We were talking about something and I was about to go down another one. I was like, I got to finish the previous thought. I, why didn't I write that? Down? Shit. I'm sorry. What were we talking about? It'll come back to you. Are you sure? Yes. You sure about that? I'm sure about, you sure that, about that, that. That's, that's why. not why. Okay. Right now, Aria is staring at the computer screen and falling asleep and is also the cutest thing I've ever seen. Like she's closing her eyes like. She's my best friend. I can't stay awake. Anyway. I'm a, okay, cat. Okay, so um, what I really want to say about that is sometimes when you stand up for yourself, even when people value your talent or value what you can do, they are rubbed the wrong way because you are speaking up for yourself and they mm. have to pick apart other things about you that maybe aren't necessarily things that should be criticized like i'm i like i could almost swear she is within a few inches of marilyn monroe's measurements like she looks great she is talented and that's the thing that matters like she's a talented actress but also she's beautiful and like yeah it's just so it's so wild that this visual medium that we could argue started with painting and drawing and then like jumped off the canvas to theater and theatrical live performances and then jumped into film. Yeah. It's like that. It's yeah. a little bit the progression. Um, it, it has become so controlled that certain body types equal good. Certain body types equal bad. Certain faces equal good. Certain faces equal bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, and and that's all just decided by whoever or whatever. Whoa. By humans. No, you're right. Cause and, if, that, and that changes over time, too. Because if you think about it, like we say, oh, like, like as you're saying, man, yeah. like some like, 24 year olds that I see, they're like, they look super young, but I bet you there's somebody out there who's 24 and who has the bone structure of someone who is much older and they are not going to be cast as their age and no, until well, we literally they hit an older We age. literally have friends that like, you know, can, like can play yeah. because they just look like way younger or some that can, depending on how they dress themselves, like can, or like, you know, present their like facial hair or hair yes. or whatever can play like way older. So it's like, you know, someone's like you live in the lane yeah. of like you look your age or you look like a certain age, younger, yes. or older, and you live at that. And then someone's like, you could literally play a character. You have a 10 year range, five younger, five well, older or whatever. Like, um, the show um, Never Have I Ever, right? That's it's a like perfect the example. The lead um, who plays Davy, um, she is in her 20s, mm -hmm. and like one of her love interests is in her his 30s. And they both look like 16 They both or look 17. like they're in high school. That's the same thing as like yes. the, the OC, like which I, I that, okay, that's not the same. It's a guilty pleasure. It's not a great yeah. show, I, I, but I love it. It's it's a good, like, I just want to sit down and watch shit. <laughs> I stand by that first season of television, like, as like, great. I don't care what anyone says. But anyway, point being, like, I think uh, Benjamin McKenzie in that, he was like, I think he was like late 20s or early 30s. 
and Misha Barton was like 18 or 19, maybe 17 or something. Yeah. And they, they played love interest. They played high school. They looked the same age. It, it, it's, it's how you, how you present it, how you sell yeah. it, you know? I, and it, it's just. Art it's, is a lie. Nothing is real. It's fine. Well, it, it, it's so interesting how we have these just set tropes in our mind of like this certain character type looks like this, does this, this certain uh, age group looks like this, does this. And like, that's the way we would cast it. Right. Okay, so yeah. Uh, yeah. I was really struggling this whole time to like remember. Uh, I was like, "Hang on, put a pin in that." Fuck, I'm gonna forget. And I, I think, I, I think it's back to me. Okay, oh, so yeah. like, tell me, tell I at me, least wanted to like. Uh, it was intriguing to me that uh, I am in no way gonna claim this is not the first movie to deal with it, but I'm. It's one of the oldest or first movies that I can remember. Now looking at it through like a modern day lens of like life experiences and things. To, like, deal, like, fairly artistically and creatively and uh, abstractly with the concept of struggling with mental health. Mm. You know? Like, yeah. I mean, like, like, like this idea. Okay, okay, so let's break this down. Like, he's got, yes. <clears throat> he has a condition. He has vertigo. Yes. The, 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 the titular condition, the yes. title of the film. What do, um, say, what do we say? Um, arc, hmm? Arcophobia? He's an acrophobe. Acrophobe. Different than agoraphobe like is like acrobat. Pretty, yeah, acrophobe is like acrophobe. like 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 he's like acrophobic, afraid of heights, which is afraid of heights. <clears throat> so and he gets that like tunnel vision shot, which is that mm-hmm. same shot that like the jaws shot, which is the vertigo shot. Same thing, yes. except this is, does it like literally like way more interesting, like because it's like as opposed to just being on a dolly track shooting forward towards the actor, like it is on Roy Scheider in uh in in uh, in jaws. jaws. This is this is like aimed down, like when you're dealing with like these 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 paranoia anxiety inducing like like vertical vistas of yes. like the feet makes me like it, this movie like like those shots like really do induce anxiety in me yes. like and like i i think it works so effective it can be a gimmick that i think could be done without like artistic well, purpose the, but it's done it's so the first well time this. that it's done the that i can cite it's literally like tied back to like oh you're doing the vertigo shot yeah um so yeah i think so so you know what it might have been done before but this was a thing that Put its trade. I can't on say it. like in all the visual medium before it that it's never been <laughs> done, but as far as I know, this was the first. So yes. don't quote me on it. I just know my experience and what I've seen and heard. Yes. But anyway, uh, okay. So like he has this condition, vertigo, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which intricately becomes tied in through uh, his 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 over. Like at the beginning, he's like, "I'm going to overcome <clears throat> uh, my fear of heights." When he's talking with with Midge, right? He's yes. like, he's like, I'm going to step yes. one step up and look down. I look up, I look down. He steps on another step. I look up, I look down. And he keeps going mm-hmm. higher and higher. He's like, I'm going to do it like one step at a time. I think I can beat this. Yes. Because she was saying like the doctor almost said like, you have to learn to live with it. Like mental health. Like how do you get over depression or anxiety? You don't. You learn to live with it, which is kind of like what I felt like in not so many words she was implying. He's like, I think I can beat this. I just, you know, I slowly like, you know, culture shock myself to it a little bit until yeah. like, you know, until like I've overcome it. And then she like he, uh his 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 plight his struggle to overcome this is inherently and inexorably tied to his his uh his 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 like you know getting over this heartbreak because of this yeah. character that he fell in love with. like he took a job okay it's a 
classic film noir. He like trauma detective bonded. Side. Yeah, he trauma bonded with her. Like he's like this guy's like I want you to follow my wife. Yes. But it sets up with the creepiest thing. He's like, do you believe that somebody that is dead can come and possess the living and take? Mm-hmm. So it's like it's wrapped up in this sort of like ghost story that really becomes like a murder suicide mystery, like a, like like a mysterious death. Yes. Not really a murder mystery, but eh, kind of a death happens. There's a little bit of clue meets like a little bit of you know. You know, like 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 a ghost story, that, mm-hmm. and it's all tied to his mental health because he's like, if I can overcome this, and by the end, going up the bell tower at the end, recreating that at the end, literally turning Kim Novak's character back into you know like who she was before the wife, like, yeah, Madeline, it, exactly like Madeline. I was like, hang on, I'm blanking. Yes, Madeline, like bringing her back into that character, like it's all tied to if I have to overcome one, it's like the healing. The, 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 they're like they're like this double helix that are intertwined well, and it's interesting yeah. because it's like you know this is all tied through the the um viewed through the lens of obsession yes and like and and i i i just i'm trying to think of like this is one of the more effective that i didn't catch when i was younger but as an adult with perspective like looking back and understanding one's life experiences and self and like growing and understanding how your broken brain works like this movie literally is like a dramatic thriller about mental health mm-hmm. obsession with the visage of a ghost story wrapped up in a mystery that really ultimately becomes about unrequited love and it's Which and, all, and like, like and like all of, and all these things and all these things health. like work together in this perfect yeah. like spiraling of narrative elements that i just i don't i think it, it's it's kind of brilliantly constructed yeah. from my perspective. Yes. So what i bringing this up more to say like, this is what I see. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I think it's definitely trying to bring that to the forefront. I think that we've seen other glimpses of mental health portrayed in movies, but not necessarily in one of the lead characters, maybe. Like, because if you think about like Jane Eyre, I can think of a lot of modern examples, but yeah, okay, yeah. so going classical, so, sure. So, so thinking Jane Eyre, like, she falls in love with a man who has his mad wife locked in the attic. Mad meaning lost her mind. Yeah, no, okay. Um, and then the mad wife burns the house down, Kinda so suddenly they can, be, that's about. they can be together. Sorry, spoiler alert. No, no, you're honestly yeah. when you, like I said. I, every time I hear Jane Eyre, like I roll my eyes, and then you describe that, I'm like, I forgot that's kind of what it's about. And I'm like, ooh, yes, intriguing. like it, it. Well, you think it's boring because you had to read it in English class. I that's did. the thing. They, they were always yeah, the, it was like, the assignments that I hated. And later, I'm like, I'm done. Yeah, yeah. So, it, it, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, um, so I, I was think young. I was an idiot. Arguably, I'm still an idiot. It's fine. maybe in film. So let's say in film, this might be the first time that we see this to the forefront in the main two characters. Right? Right. Because like, so, cause her character is like, I think, yeah, her, like, Jane, Kim, sorry, Kim Novak's character is like super intriguing in terms of like the position that she's put in. Yes. And these, this dual role well, that she has to play, a dual role that essentially is the same character with two motivations. Yes. It, and it's... It's kind of a, a, it tells of the time because she so willingly lets this man like take advantage of her in a way or like these men take advantage of her and like, um, she's like, what are you doing here to 
Jimmy Stewart and he's like he's doing his job but also in another frame he's stalking her in another framework yeah like well and then after the fact after he's um, seen her jump off the church building if that is what happened well, you you glazed over the her jumping in the bay and like he uh, like undressed her and dragged oh, her. Oh yeah, off. yeah, that's kind of that's kind of messed up. Uh, but like you know, he's like, like it's sweet, right? Because I'm Mister Rogers, I'm Jimmy Stewart. I want to see that happen with like a dude and a dude, the, and they're straight. I mean, you take care of your bros. You got to take right? care of your bros. If somebody's cold and shivering because they fell into the river under a bridge you take off their clothes you you make sure and they're warm and you dry their clothes, clothes and you so warm that, them with your body warmth oh that's the law i've been doing it wrong this whole time oh i'm sorry i didn't know that that was that's the trick that's, that's the missing piece. The trick that's also not okay that's <laughs> why you have the impulse to put your cold toes on somebody's warm leg is this why that every time my hands are cold, I'm like, come here, and I try to warm yes. them up on, on your neck or your arms, and you're like, yes. stop touching me. I'm like, do not do that. I'm so cold. Yes, that is that is the reason. It's just survival instinct. It's nothing personal. <laughs> but, um, so you- That was a bad joke. Sorry. <laughs> and- <laughs> I'm problematic. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Why with the yawning? Why, 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 why? Sometimes, Come back, Emily. sometimes when it's eleven fifty nine p.m. Okay, well, we're how well, long have we been talking? I don't know. Good lord. Uh, we're actually not that far into this one compared to other episodes. We're only hour and twenty four minutes. Oh my lord! This is this is this is middle range for our podcast thus far. I have no idea how much longer we'll talk, but anyway, <laughs> I want to talk forever about this because it was that good. Right, um, I, that makes like, me so happy because I was I really wanted you to like this one. Well, no, I really. I really, which I really do. Control. Which, just because you like something, doesn't mean that there aren't things to talk about and kind of like pull apart and pick yeah, it yeah, and, yeah, for sure. and talk about. Um, so I would agree. Like this kind of brings. <laughs> she will be back. Um, and this kind back. of brings mental health to the forefront. Like I, initially, I thought, oh. This girl has dissociative identity disorder, which I remember was you said that, and I thought that's really interesting. It was previously called split personality disorder. Um, and wasn't that it previously just labeled as schizophrenia? Yes, incorrectly. Right, that's what yes. I mean, like incorrectly, because that's so, not the same and thing. it still can be labeled that way. Um, but they're different. Yes, is uh, DID is uh, like a completely different personality slides into the plate of who you are and it takes over right and mm-hmm. and usually it's a coping me- mechanism it's something that happens but for some reason this- i love that you thought that that was on that that was her and not that it was like guys controlling her no well yeah because it's like oh i've seen this and both would have been interesting to be yeah. honest yeah well because and that makes from me a storytelling think of, perspective I mean. that makes me think of um the show i think it was on stars or showtime but i watched it on netflix called united states of Terra. uh which i know of but i've never starring seen starring tony collette and the guy who plays the husband in my big fat greek wedding ah. <laughs> ian was his character's name? Um, Sorry, and I don't remember. But yeah, I love Tony. Dealing with Col- Tony Collette's character, who has DID and goes off her meds. 
so good. It's so good. Uh, anyway, so I was like fully into this story. It's like, okay, she has DID. Like she is dissociating and she heard a little bit about this family thing. And so she's like tapping into this for a, a coping mechanism. The yawns and are heavy in this I episode. I am so sorry. Which, no, I don't need you to apologize. Are um, you okay? Can I get you anything? Sorry, I interrupted. Finish. Not too much or we'll have the, 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 don't sing how much. It's parody. It's fine. Everything's fine. She was singing nothing. Nothing recognizable at all. I wrote it myself. Hey, Kevin Roach. Anyway, continuing on. I was thinking of him too. I know. What I really need is a big dose of Kevin Roach in my life. Protect him at all costs. Protect anyway, continue on. I would die for Kevin Roach. Duh. Obviously. Same. Duh. Anyway, back to your thought. Now Arya is actually sleeping on the mouse pad. I know. She, and she looks very Because she adorable. knows I keep touching the mouse and she's like, you can't control this anymore. <gasps> she just twitched about it. Well, um, it's because anyway, I yanked um, the cord. It's fine. <laughs> Sorry, baby. So, anyway. like, I was fully ready to buy into that. I was like, oh, this is interesting, and it's it's ahead of its time. But for the... Which it is. I completely agree with that comment. It's so interesting that the husband isn't more of a character. You're right. He's, he's like, yes. he's, he's barely a supporting role. <laughs> he is truly, like, the mastermind of it. He is the one that's truly at fault. We don't get to follow the big bad in this one. Yes, we don't get to follow the big bad. He gets away with it. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and and let's be honest, Jimmy Stewart and Kim Novak's characters are both victims in this mm-hmm. storyline. Two victims that, as you said, trauma bond. Because yes. here's, here's the thing. I actually buy into their love story. Like, like, I, like, I, I, I do I think too. It will, no, here's the thing. Like, Whether or not it would last or is a real yeah. fucking ir- irrelevant... But, but in that flash in the pan, in that moment, over those circumstances, of course, of course, there's a connection. There's a connection whenever a big thing happens to you. Yeah. It's a shared right. traumatic experience yes. with empathy. And yes. even even if it's under like false pretenses or like, you well, know, a performed guise, it's it's still, it's still, those feelings still exist. It's like, and. and to the best that you understand at the moment. And those times, like, somebody that seems to be out to protect you in a time where you maybe feel like you're being violated. Ooh, yeah. Or like taken advantage of. Like so so that could gosh, and this plays into so many like gender roles and issues with and not and not just not just in a time capsule of the time it came out. Also, no, I would yeah, argue. Yeah. I I think it like definitely can it, this kind of thing could happen today. Yeah, no, it rings today. I mean, like some things would change for like if if you modernize this and like made like a, like a not period piece like set today adaptation. Obviously, some things would have to switch. But honestly, the the themes still still resonate and carry on and exist and work. And I think translate perfectly to today. Um, I think that uh, I don't know where I was going with that. That's okay. So um. What I, I th- yeah, I guess that was the whole point I was trying to make. So it it switches from, oh, obviously this girl has dissociative identity disorder or split personality, which it's colloquially colloquially called. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. That sounds right. Colloquially. Colloquially. Colloquially called. Colonialism. Yes. Things and. So it, it like. 
something something Salem something something witch trial I don't know it 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 messes with the wrong person right somebody who's already dealing with trauma in his life and the trauma of seeing another person fall to their death especially somebody that they love that has incorporated itself into his trauma right which started off with from the beginning okay for, for a second let's okay talk about that the opening tiles let's talk about that opening scene that she's yeah. seen where he saw his like his partner like the, the cop die yes. fall who was trying to save Who's him tra- and fell yes. to his death like what a setup for a character by the way awesome. like 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 this movie like jumps in and is like fuck you hold on yeah and like, but you know, like, and then, and then that that ties to seeing someone that he fell in love with die. And the whole thing is a ruse. It's like, it's like this ploy, like how cruel is that? And also like, and like, the, he I keeps love seeing her places. And then this girl yeah. like happens to look like her and he like follows her. Yeah, and, 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 and then the movie breaks because it's so from his perspective the entire time. And then we get that shift where it's her in her room, starting to write that letter to him to confess, yes. like all this happened. And I remember you were like, "Is this real? Is it, is yeah, this serious? Is this like, real?" And it's like we shift to her perspective, where we get as the audience get to get ahead of him yes. for once. I'm not saying like not but at all, but like heavily there. She doesn't get to have the upper hand for very long, right? Because she because ultimately she doesn't finish writing the letter and doesn't give it to him. So yes, it's like so it it's. Which honestly just like twists the screw like even more. It a little sucks bit. Be- because she, because of the position she's in, because of society, because of like her role in a class system, etc. Mm-hmm. Like she, she becomes almost a prop to like, like yeah, maybe she was an object of love. Yeah. And oh, she looked like this guy's wife that he wanted to kill. Yes. Um, But whenever she's... You said Scotty. Sorry. Scotty doesn't know. Scotty doesn't know. You haven't even seen Eurotrip one day. But I know about it. I know about it. We should do an episode on that. I'm trying to... That kind of breaks from, I guess, some of the movies or shows. It's like, showing you good ones. That one's just fun. But anyway... Oh, we watched Scooby-Doo. You're right. (laughs) <laughs> okay, yeah, we can do Euro trip. I'm being snooty and pretentious. But anyway, the point is like she like Scotty, you specifically mentioned that. I'm not trying to take you like off get the needle out of the groove or yeah. anything, but like she she calls him Scotty at a particular moment. And mm-hmm. remember he she says, "What do you call?" Like, you know, like John, they call you John, Jack. He's like, "Oh, my friends call me Scotty." And she's like, "I will call you Mr. Ferguson." And then that yes. moment she refers to him as Scotty and it's like that instant like setup of it's like this i'm sorry it seems like brilliantly directed brilliantly acted but really kind of brilliantly written just like the way that that like sets up it's so simple to where i i don't get the when people like oh we didn't buy i totally bought into the love story in this well it's just a complicated situation because if you think about the times you think about the woman right she if if feelings are true in this situation she did fall for this guy in this situation which is tense like this guy wanted to murder his wife so he hired an actress to pretend to be her so he could set up this elaborate thing and like use his friend who has this um acrophobia or or which vertigo vertigo is something different than a fear of heights right vertigo is a like a physical thing that is wrong with you it can, uh, it does, I would have it has to do some actual digging. I'm not a doctor. It has something yes. to do with like crystals in your ear and your balance and your equilibrium. Keep talking. 
Um, but anyway, it doesn't have anything to do with the fear of heights. Uh, some people use the word vertigo when describing their fear of heights, but vertigo or the unpleasant sensation of spinning is really just one symptom of acrophobia. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Uh, I might be wrong. Feeling the need to crawl on all fours, kneel, or descend immediately when you're high off the ground. That's a symptom of acrophobia. Shaking, sweating, feeling terrified or paralyzed, experiencing heart palpitations, crying or yelling, a full-blown panic attack complete with breathlessness, or headaches about... and dizziness when you are high off the ground. That's so acrophobia. That is... Yeah, vertigo. But what about vertigo? Okay. Vertigo, vertigo so, can be a symptom of acrophobia. Yes, but it, but vertigo is... Is not acrophobia. Uh, I'm trying to find like... What is the... Uh, it's, a, it, it's a problem with the way that balance works in the inner ear. Yeah. Obviously. yeah. Uh, it, but it also can be caused by problems in certain parts of the brain. That makes sense. Um. Head movements can tri- trigger vertigo, migraines, and severe headaches. So, like mm-hmm. the vertigo is that like that disorienting, like that disorienting yes. that zoom shot. So that's different than the fear. The fear of heights is like it's like the paranoia or the fear. It's yes. that's the anxiety. The vertigo that's is like the a brain part. Yeah, the vertigo is a physical symptom of yes. like how like your brain and inner ear are like perceiving depth shit. and stuff. Yes. Yeah. Uh, exactly. I, just, uh, <laughs> not a doctor, but anyway. Not not a doctor. Look that up. Um, I, I just, it, like I said earlier, I, like, I, I know people who have had vertigo, um, right. and, um, it is, it's kind of a thing, like, you can get it treated, but it's something that will come back and you have to get it treated again. It's a, it's a imbalance in your equilibrium in the crystals in your ear, something, 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 science, something, 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 pain. something, something, doctors can help fix it by alignment and Yeesh. stuff. Anyway, so if you, okay, so this girl in a position where she's a single girl from Kansas, Kansas? Uh, that's what she's been saying for so. a while. She's a single girl from Kansas, moved to California. I wanted to say Arizona, to but that's just because we were watching Good Place the other night. Oh, I'm yeah, like, yeah. wait, hold up, hold up, hold up. Anyway. A girl from Arizona. Uh, we're in the last season of Good Place. Yeah, we're, we're late. We're, we're just, we're just, we're, 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 um, we keep ping-ponging <laughs> between dramas and sitcoms and we're uh, like, oh. Shows, um, in addition to movies, it's fine. Anywho, so she's in this position where she's vulnerable and she's taken advantage of in a situation where, like, you know, I yeah. need money, so I'm going to get paid to, like, help this guy off his wife and think about how that weighs on her And again, let, let, let's let's recap. She's 24 in the 50s. That's she's different like, than now. She, she's, she, you're... You're an she adult. Not you're a full independently adult. You wealthy. Have, you have to. You have to have your life figured out by that point, or yes. you're 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 set. It's too late. Or like it's too late are, if you don't have it figured out by then. What are two more years, and you're a spinster, and you have seven cats? Yes. At that time. Anyway. In that life. That sounds awesome. I, like like you just yeah, described my dream life. Why is that a bad thing? Babies. Well, it's just a it's a negative. I just want to be alone with cats. Well, I mean, I'd prefer that you're there. That's fine. Alone together with kitty cats. Yes. Anywho, everybody else can just fuck off. Not really. I no, love too many people. We like but our friends so much. We love you. If all you're so listening much, and I love you, God. I didn't mean it. I just like um, my cats. It's fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Alone isn't alone unless it's with cats and you. Yes. Yes. One other person. Anyway, I took sorry, I derailed you a little bit there. I think. So um she trauma bonds or falls in love with this dude. Then he Under, finds understandable her. but arguably toxic circumstances, yes. Yes. Then he finds her again and he approaches her at her place where she lives, where he's never been before. 
and she's like no this isn't okay and she keeps kind of like hesitating and then like eventually lets him come in come into her home right and you think like why would she let this stranger and i kept saying this why would she let the door open i'm i'm joking that's i'm totally joking to for clarification no yeah it's like why would you let this dude in like even though you like know the circumstances that you met him it's like where he was following this guy's wife and then the wife died. Like there was a situation, but you happened to fall in love with him. <sighs> while Emily. That, it's it's Emily. complicated. No, uh, Emily. God, okay. Like you're saying like, why, why, why? It's, I mean, come on, you know, because it said so in the script. I mean, <laughs> yes, but also it it's. It's complicated because you no, get, I know. Sorry, you, I had she to feels just trapped in this situation. She joke, loves but... somebody and he finds her again yeah. and like she's swept up into that feeling and then all of a sudden she finds herself in a position where he's trying to recreate the look she had yeah, when, when he initially fell when in When they're love at the at the at the store and he's like the wrong gray dress. It's like, "Well, we don't have any other one." She's like, "I like the other one." He's like, "No, I need a particular one." They're like, "The gentleman knows what he wants." And they, they yes. finally bring that dress and she's like, "I don't like that one." He's like, "That's the and one." Then, like, and then he takes her to blonde, the salon bleach and blondes like, her hair. Oh, we know what you And he's want. like, he's like, "Also, we need a black dress with this, you know, certain whatever." Like, and basically yes. he's just he's like recreating is like do you like me now have you dressed me up like your whore that you like it was also me well, it's, it, it's no it's it's super it's super weird and super complex especially knowing that she literally is the same person it's like yeah he's not dressing her up like someone else it's like if anything he's forcing her back to her and then that reveal that's what i was waiting for when you were like i'm like yes this is arguably terrible but when he gets to the stairs at the end it's like he knew and he was trying to push her to confess and it's like you know he had it fi- he kind of had it figured out Mm-hmm. That it was like, no, 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 I'm not trying to make you into her. You are her. Like, you know, it, it, yeah, it's just like that, I that, know what that is. The way that that builds but then to she that gets finale. Scared oh my and she God. fucking jumps. No, okay, no. so Jake, and, think and the about nun this. coming out. Like, tell me this. Here's the thing this isn't a horror film, but tell me that isn't like a horror movie moment when that nun steps into Dude, shadow. Creepy. And then, like, 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 I'm getting chills thinking about that. The end, here's the thing the ending of that movie and the feeling that it ends on. I'm sorry. I, did I steamroll over you? Did you have no, more to that point? No, I have a little bit more to say about sorry. it, but we'll, we can charge forward then I, come I back apologize. a little bit. I just no, got no, so no, no, fucking keep... excited. Okay, no, so no, like, no, no. I'm so with the, you. So the in- I love you. So the ending, you the ending of this, like the way the nun steps into shadow and oh. then like she screams because the nun's like, I heard something. You hear her scream and fall off camera fall or jump yeah fall or jump off camera and then like whether she backed up or jump we don't we don't know we just hear a scream and then you see jimmy stewart turn and look and what does he do as like the music swells he steps out oh through the safety of that arch onto the the ledge outside of the bell tower and looks down at her dead body which we don't see and he's standing there when he couldn't walk up the stairs without having vertigo and that anxiety kicking in and like you know, having to hold on to the railing. He's just standing there calm as a cucumber, looking down at this dead body on this edge. And like, what is it? He's cured. His uh, his vertigo is gone. That whole thing that happened at the beginning, he says, I can beat it. I can lick it. Like, like it was tied literally to him getting over this broken heart, this unrequited love. And she dies and he's cured. And then the movie fucking ends and Paramount and it's done. It was Paramount, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember yeah. seeing the mountains. Like, so, like, it's done, and he's just standing there. Like, that's the ending. 
How? What? No, no. Stop and think about an audience in 1958 sitting in the theater. This is that is used to like. You know, like a like a I don't know what you're about. Well, you know, like a Gone with the Wind or the whatever. Unless uh, you know, yes, there have been Hitchcock movies, but like, frankly, this my is, dear, I don't give a but, damn. But I would argue that this is like one of his darkest endings. This is darker than the ending to Psycho. Mm. Like I, I dis like. Which I still need to watch the ending of it because I, I fell asleep. And like don't, a silly don't get me wrong. Hobo. Like, like I could like you could disagree all you want, but for me, this ending is like more shaking and more Dude, more more like 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 shattering and like uh, disturbing and uncomfortable than the ending of fucking Psycho. And it's just, it's just, it's just. Oh my god! How brave is this ending to me? Like, like, or like. If we I, it, boil it it's down, ahead of its time, it, and audiences were not ready for it. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. I, oh, I love it so much. You know what's interesting? Like, what? if we boil it down, it's like okay. So, um, this immersion therapy he thinks that he needs, right? Like facing his fear of heights, facing his fear of like, oh, like this woman that he loved. You, 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 you did yeah. catch that I'm showing you this partially because this is kind of thematically dealing with stuff with the movie that we're about yes. to make but that's fine anyway we'll talk about that in a later podcast um <sighs> so if you if you like boil it down to the rudimentary he makes a human sacrifice to gain something which he did but he, also he didn't want to do like at no point do i believe that like you were like I think he, that he was going to liter- throw her off i disagree no no, 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 no I, I, really I respect your opinion but you was. thought you, yeah because you kept saying oh my god he's gonna go up to the top of the bell tower and throw her off and i was like i'm coming at this like i've seen this a bunch of times but like i think that that's a really interesting perspective i don't believe that he i think that he just wanted to shake things up and like get it out in the open so it wasn't this cloak and dagger shit anymore and then all of a sudden she falls like I don't really think that like he wanted to kill her but that's uh, I'm not telling you you're wrong that's just my Dude, perspective but but, like, but but like but how awful is that if he didn't want that to happen that he unintentionally made this human sacrifice that's well, even worse to me what whether he meant it or not he did it and then he was cured so like there's there's some blood magic shit no 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 he 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 set the he set things into motion and he played his part and like took them to the space so like there's culpability there's a responsibility to like you set up the circumstances in which like an action happened or a decision was made he took away so much power from her and put it in his own hands he completely stripped her of her autonomy yes he literally tried to turn it into her turn her into another person that she used to be anybody that she's hiding that ever happened to you that ever happened to you Mm. Uh, anyway so but uh, but but literally, how heavy is this metaphor for unrequited love and heartbreak? Well, like, it's definitely... And overcoming... Dude, yeah, it's definitely Chekhovian, which, like, <laughs> Chekhov in his plays where people have unrequited love, he's like, yeah, it's a comedy, because it's, like, real life. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, if you could think about this, like, if you if you threw in some, like, silly moments like you could call it a comedy like oh yeah you need to like just one more person to die and then he's fine well yeah. <laughs> but like it <sighs> i know it's a lot there's so much there's, there's so much of, more like this I changes almost on wanna, repeat viewings too i'll tell you that much now like it's not the same when you i really want to revisit it because it was so good and there's so much to talk about because we do have this strong female character who is like, okay, yeah, I'm going to take this job. I know this guy's going to kill his wife. I'm going to try to stop it. Yeah. 
And looking mm-hmm. regal as shit and, throughout yeah, the whole like, process. But then, like, when she finally gets to go back to her life, she is reintroduced to this guy who she started to fall for. And who she's trying to distance herself from, I think, to protect herself. Yes. And then he finds her and she can't help it because she has fallen in love with this person. Like she wants to let this person in. So how high are these stakes emotionally and literally? uh, And and then like the turns have tabled Hmm. and like where where we saw her have the power when she's writing that note. Like all of a sudden, all the power gets sucked away. And. Then, then she and she's dies. But, and, and she's doing it literally, like honestly, like with the pure intention of like you know, like I, she loves him. I do love this. And guy. she's like, like no, like, she's she's this, like, okay, then... if, if this is what you need. Like, am, are, do you love me now? Is this good enough for you now? And it becomes yeah. this like idea of like pleasing and Dude. like it, it and and weirdly, it, like it's still it's still carrying like I think gender role dynamics, but also it's really just carrying like like. uh levels of 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 brokenness and grief yeah and like you know like mental health like you know like compounded dynamics like to to where she just is in a weird way trying to be like if this is what you need like self-sacrificing and then she dies for it how (laughs) many i feel like there's so many people that we know or we've been in this position where we self-sacrifice to a point where we're no longer ourselves and therefore you give pieces of yourself past the point of having pieces of yourself to give yes and you you are unrecognizable to yourself she literally is because how many people like you didn't i love that you didn't recognize her when she came back in and i had like after a while i was like you know that's the same actress right you're like what "What?" (laughs) but like so great because she's a damn chameleon. Like, I, yeah, no. Yeah, I love you, her in you this b- movie. You bend over backwards for somebody and you change everything about yourself. There it is. And you lose yourself completely. In the music, the moment. You better exactly. never let it go. But. Sorry. Mom spaghetti. She like, <laughs> not only did he have this human sacrifice, she sacrificed herself. She like. Said, okay, well, if this is what this person wants, I'm going to burn away everything that I am for this idea of what this person wants. Right. Like, it's just it like Midsummer. Su- <laughs> oh my God. It, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It, it's like so many toxic relationships I know or I've been part of. And like, it's just a metaphor right, right, for right. that. It is. But, but here's the thing. And I'm not condoning and I'm not excusing. So please don't misunderstand that. But how relatable and understandable is it? Well, that's a thing. Like, like, like just because exactly right, like a hundred percent to me. Just because something is relatable doesn't mean that it's good. No, 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 and right? yeah, that, that's not what I'm saying. Like, but, 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 like, just here's because the thing. it's relatable, but as it a just story, means that it's, it's real and it's honest. Yes, and even if it if it deals in metaphor, right? Like we can right. say like, ah. Uh, just like I sit here and I'm like, oh, that's a snake plant. Oh, that's a fiddle leaf fig. Which I was recognize literally forty five percent of your commentary. I was like, oh my gosh, it's a rubber tree. I love those. I want one in my house. And when someday. she's like, I'm just like rubbing olive oil with the sponge on my rubber tree. tree I was plant. like, oh You're yeah, like, oh, you, is that yeah, what she's you doing? do that. Oh, that's why she has a sponge. You got to shine the leaves, and they like that. Anyway. Anyway, but like, just like you recognize a plant in the background, like you point and recognize at these human quality did you really just like tie those things absolutely i did jacob you made a correlation ah yes you know what so bravo thank you so just like i can point out a freaking 
fiddly fig, I can point out, oh, there's a toxic trait that I have had or have observed in my in life. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Meow! So, <laughs> uh, it's not really about vertigo, friends. No, that's, that's, I love the title. It's so misleading. It's because not it's really like, about it. Is it. About, and it, that is an element. It is not, not about that, but it's not about that. It's not about... It's so, don't oh, talk about Fight Club. Oh my god, I love this movie so much. And it's really good. It's really, really good. Um, ten out of ten. Would recommend. I need I to look over so my notes. I am so happy because I've been so like, th- like honestly, <laughs> since we created the podcast, this one has been on my someday one time one day list. Like <laughs> I have I've, to like, look over my notes. Really yeah, yeah, quick yeah. yeah. To you, make haven't sure. even, you haven't even. We've been talking for hold up. We've been talking for like an hour and fifty minutes, and you haven't even gotten into your notes yet. So, so okay, I'm shutting the hell up. You Actually, do you. I. I, I actually have gotten into it. we haven't talked about color much um and like oh, contrasting the color, color. just the, the um, red room in her green dress i said i was shutting me, up but you mentioned color no Sorry. no 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 it's I cool it. um okay transatlantic great you play Grandma so much with like... uh ophelia ophelia oh sorry flowers and jumping in the river or body of water and drowning because she's literally throwing and we've already brought up it. Hamlet is very much like, oh, Hamlet. Oh, I, I think the there's tragedy, Shakespearean influence in this. The tragedy of Hamlet is he doesn't do anything and then he dies, right? And what's the tragedy How of How did this you game? boil that down? So, yeah, 100%. Like, what is what? And what does Jimmy Stewart do? He does nothing and people die. Oh, yeah, but essentially because he's paralyzed because of his like condition. Yep, exactly. It's Hamlet. Also, you know what a weird thing because we keep talking about like, you know, like dealing with a condition and things going kind of like not the way that you expect. You know what would make a fantastic double feature with this and I stand by it and I've always thought this? Tell me. This and Memento. Mm, I need to rewatch Memento. I really, I really think like they are not the same thing, but I think Vertigo and Memento, like if you were programming like a really cool thematic double feature, I think those two would be like a great one-two punch. I would say if you want to add I don't on know a third, order. you need to put some iteration of Hamlet in there. Um, that's that's fair yes um i am looking through my notes looking through my notes only one is a wanderer two people are going somewhere together i really like that line um oh yeah i like that too music therapy losing your mind is it catching short ties oh short ties rent this is rent jake likes actresses jake has a type Jake likes talent. <laughs> yeah, you just kept writing that. Be- well, okay, okay. I will admit, I have the biggest damn crush on... Okay, Hi- Hitchcock had this thing where he was always out of the Hitchcock blondes. You know, it was like a thing like he sort of like... say spaghetti. Yeah, he kept like right, like like making like... Whether they were wearing a wig or wearing a wig or whatever. Like like the women always were like... Blondes. Hitchcock has that. And yeah, I think he was like... Something about them screaming better or blood looking better on a blonde when it's spider on the hair. He's like blood in the snow. He's like, it was something about there was like a color theory, but also I think that was just his type, and that's fine. But um, yay, whatever. Uh, I uh, of that like I Kim Novak is like probably my favorite. I have the biggest. I had the biggest like classic Hollywood crush on her, especially like like particularly in this she movie. She's beautiful. So um, so anytime I was like, mm, you're like Jake has the type. Jake's that. And I was like, even when the blonde comes off and she goes back to the other self and then gets recreated, I'm like just like. Kim Novak, I'm like, here's the thing. She's beautiful, but she's talented. She's dying. <laughs> and then at the end, she's beautiful, but she's dying. And it's just, oh. I keep bringing everything back to I think you should leave. 
Anyway, it's fine. What are, you I have, have a weird look on your face. What's up? I, I looked at my phone and I just saw green bean casserole pizza and I'm upset. Upsetty spaghetti? Because I literally, spaghetti. you literally wrote a note that you posted on our Instagram is like coming soon and it just said upsetty spaghetti with a spiral. Upsetty spaghetti. And I love it. Oh, there's a kitty So it's like cat. some people may guess vertigo. I was like, people are probably going to think we just watched Spiral, the new Saw movie. Upsetty but, spaghetti. Um. So yeah, okay, so Jake has a type. Just, yeah, I, I'm just attracted to it. She's beautiful. She's talented. I love Kim Novak in this movie, and I'm Jake's not. Like, I'm not ashamed. She's of it. beautiful. She's talented. She's I'm great. in love with Emily Dierkolds. <laughs> yeah, I am. It's oh. true. Do I think so highly of myself that I can say that I am talented? You are very talented. I, but I. This isn't about you. I like Kim Novak in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't about you, Emily. But yes, it's also true. You beautiful goddamn narcissist. <laughs> Everything's about me if I make it about me. It is. Jacob. I'm just being funny. I appreciate you. <laughs> oh my god, what a cackle. Come back. Come back. Come back. Rejoin. Rejoin the show. We have to look at what other notes do you have? Did you just like skim through that shit and you ended on upsetting spaghetti? Okay, so um one of the things I want to point out is Lay the music. Me, Talk to me, Goose. The music in the nightmare. Oh, the nightmare the, sequence. Like, How we not talked about the nightmare sequence? Which I don't have a lot to say about it right now, but the music in that trippy is hey, moment. Oh gosh! You got this. I believe in you. The rhythm of the music was Charlotte, Carlotta. Oh yeah, like like Carlotta. almost like the rhythm was like the consonants or yes. like, yeah, the and that that seemed very not intentional consonants. to uh, me, and uh, that was not something that you picked up syllables. in your uh, right, the so, rhythm, yeah. the rhythm, yeah. The rhythm, the rhythm, the rhythm, the rhythm, and I was like, "Oh yeah, like it's the like this because it's Carlotta," and yeah. you're like, "Oh no!" I, well, I love that you could bring in like music theory Carlotta. that because I never caught that, and I've seen bum, this like a, bum, I've seen bum. this like a, I've seen this a ton of times. It's kind of like whenever anyway. you can hear an undercurrent of a heartbeat. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, and, and, and okay, and and on that, you're catching things that I didn't catch before, but also things I never caught before. So we watched the um. Uh, I had picked up the uh, Hitchcock collection like of like four films recently on yeah. 4K Blu-ray. So we watched the 4K Blu-ray Ooh, of this, yeah, which is a beautiful. remaster. I've never seen this movie look this good. It Seriously, it kind of like, fucked me beautiful. up. Because no, here's the thing: this restoration, and I think they did like a 70 millimeter restoration, like back in. I don't know, I'm sure this is sourced from that and like redone. But anyway, like I have never seen. I mean, I've seen this a bunch, like on TV, DVD, or whatever. I actually never owned it on Blu-ray. But jumping to this 4K, I'm like, there's shit I'd never seen in this movie before. Before to the point that it was like. Certain shots, I'm like, this looks too good because I can see shots where the focus was soft, where they did not hit, they didn't hit focus for yeah. camera. And I was like, but, it but just, it's still fine. It and you're just like, it's so, so pristine. Like, ah, like, it, which, which was beautiful because it felt like rediscovering something, you know, yes. to me. Like, it, like honestly, well, honestly, it really did. To quote the whole thing that we did the podcast for, it felt like, it felt felt like the first time seeing this mm-hmm. like and, and that yeah for me like as a as, as a as a filmmaker as a, like a visual person that sees everything purely in like visual storytelling wise like that is so that was so rewarding and so cool to see Do so like i love that like... you helped me look at it in different ways that i hadn't thought about like thematically and like in terms of like music and and just just overall like structural elements but really just seeing this film the way it looked on that distance oh I love it so much. Anyway, do I think what? Do you think that um, 
they noticed that it was soft focus before <clears throat> now? Uh, there's a part of me that likes to think like I would think probably because you're talking yeah. with film, which yeah. you know, like I mean, well, but but also like with the th- way things are remastered, honestly, sometimes like 4K discs or like when they do like a whatever. They did like a remaster of like Clockwork Orange in 2001 and like all these Kubrick film, Kubrick films recently that um uh they, they and I supposedly like the DCP is like when they exhibit those in IMAX it's like it's better than it looked upon its initial release. Well, because mm. just because screens and projectors have gotten better, yeah, but like you yeah. know film was always you can all you can't pull from like shitty video, but like film you can always like restore and like bring it back to you. You can make like a 4K or a 2K yeah. remaster from a 35 millimeter, 70 millimeter print like super easy. But I I think uh. Or well, not easy, but you know, what I mean, you yeah. can. I don't the, know but, how, but, 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 but the point, the point is, like, I, I feel like now, like, this falls in the category of like this probably looks better now on our TV than it ever did in theaters. Not, I mean, just in terms of like clarity and resolution. I'm not talking like scope or size, obviously, mm-hmm. but like, um. So did they know? Uh, there's a part of me that's like, I would think so because you're talking about artists at like the like the top of their skill, like Hitchcock, and you know. He's not going to, like, have a cinematographer that's going to hit soft focus intentionally. But, like, it's it, it's well, weird when you see things, like, remastered and it sort of, like, calls attention to those artifacts. Same thing as, like, when you go back well, and look at Star Wars and you can see, like, the matte painting line so much clearer. Yeah. And you're like, oh, those TIE fighters kind of look like shit, but it still looks pretty good. <laughs> I I feel like... They don't really look like shit. They look amazing. To I'm just, me, but it, like... It shows the scenes. Yeah. And, and I think that it's not something that maybe that a trained eye would pick up like the soft focus. No, 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 no. Most but people like for me, it, it kind of calls to the collaborative aspect of film art theater, etc. because like visual arts, maybe that was the best take from the actors. Yeah, right. And they didn't want to lose that. No, because so, like, I'm specifically like, thinking of like a shot towards the end where they're like in the stairwell yes, and it's just him and yes. it's like before they get that's up to the top. It, that's yeah. what I'm thinking And it's of soft, too. but they hung on it for so long, but I'm also like, here's the thing, it works. It does. It's not so out of well, focus that you can't see their faces, it's just the details and right, like it's focused on the wall like behind it. It's like almost- But they eventually step into that focus. It almost so. feels intentional, right? And sometimes- Oh yeah, no. Art- and knowing how there's, like Hitchcock was about his movies, like I think he like poured over every frame, so that wasn't like a unconscious decision to. There keep are happy that in. accidents that happen that you have no control over. Sure. And and whenever they happen, that's the magic of of art, right? I it's completely like, agree. Like the um in the immediacy of theater, like I'm thinking of um I read about this moment um when there was someone saw Hades Town, the the musical. And there's a certain point in the musical where she just like was she sat in the front row, but this thing happened and she gasped and she said, No. Mm. Like this audience member, and she was like She upset. was so into it. Like And yeah. like at the end of the show, the guy playing her, her, Hermes hand his hands his handkerchief to her. Oh, you show yeah, I remember you show me that photo. Cause I think people were like only and, in like live theater. Only in live theater. I think Lin-Manuel Miranda was in the audience. Like, I'm thinking about that and, and like, having chills about it. Because, like, that is not something... Like, you're not going to plant somebody in the audience and recreate that. No. That is, like, a magic moment that happened. Just, like, with film, if there's, like, a magical instance that happens that tells your story better than you could have planned, then you use that. 
100%. Unless you're a super control freak. No, 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 no. no but I, like, oh, that's, sorry. The, that's the magic of this art, this capturing well, humanity through like something that you could have never planned. No, and thinking about like the reaction that that person had like in, in the Hadestown audience, oh like you're talking about, like, you know, like that's that's sort of like speaks to the whole idea not to be self like congratulating about like our podcast, which is like you never get that first viewing experience back. Yeah. So it's like when you're, if you're immersed into it or you're not like you're always that that's your entry point like if you're so and and that can happen mm -hmm. on repeat viewings but like well, that first viewing like you know you can getting that lost into you, you see what i'm going yeah. with here like, I, I, like I, I could i could i could give away lot. this moment because this this musical is based on a greek tragedy so it's like thousands of or maybe sure. thousands of years old the unreal becomes real for a moment and like yes. you, like and it suspends your disbelief so much that like that becomes your reality and you're lost in it and you like honestly those moments that that's that's why i want to become a storyteller is like yes. you forget oh i'm watching a story yes. i'm listening to a story. oh this isn't real but it felt real yeah and it was real and, and here's the thing it was real yeah Who's anyone well, to say that that then, wasn't real for like, you in that moment in in that moment, if you think about it, like they're struggling on a staircase going up to um what's her what's her Judy? Judy's death, right? Like we don't know. Oh, you're back that to moment. vertigo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, coming back Judy. to that, like and the shot not being in focus is not the focus of that moment. It's like the struggle is the focus and then the emotion of the performance yes. is because oh my and god are they not on fire. Like and you like, at first I was like that focus is soft and I've never noticed it before because of the four K and then I was like, Yeah, but I'm not any less invested yeah, in their because it's in their not moment. about it's not about that. Right. It's about the struggle which when we see something that's not sharp focus or we see something and we're like, wait, that's not quite right. It's like an it's like in okay, I'm about to like be a little pretentious, put my pretentious hat on. Bring it, please do so, it. So um in Shakespeare, whenever he's been writing an iambic pentameter. Oh, I love you too, babe. Whenever he's been writing in iambic pentameter, whenever there's a moment of stress or whenever there's a moment where there's a change in the character, it'll break the pattern. So iambic pentameter is mm, ten beats. Stress, unstress, etc. Okay. Um, which I know, like, I should like be more specific about that, but like, no, no, no I'm following you. I, I've heard the I phrase, but like, I don't. It's da 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 da. -da. Okay. Da -da. So stressed and unstressed makes up ten syllables, but sometimes you'll have fewer, sometimes you'll have more, and in those phrases, you can tell there's a change in what your character is experiencing. Mm, you okay. can tell like as an actor maybe not as an audience member but it informs your performance it, it's so it's so bizarre because you're like or maybe like Shakespeare was just messing up or like he's like oh I can't get what I feel in this line so like I'm just gonna break my rules Aww. but where he breaks the rules it helps the actor informs the performance right for for that character like whether it was intentional or not of Shakespeare to have these moments where he broke his own pattern, like it it's still today, hundreds of years later, informs a performance and helps the actor portray what needs to be portrayed in that moment. So whether it was Hitchcock like, God damn it, I can't hit the focus on this moment. <laughs> and like they're struggling and they're fighting in the stairwell and like we're just going to let it happen or it's like oh they're struggling and then they 
they they go into focus later in this moment in this frame. Yeah, because maybe maybe I'm critiquing something that doesn't need to be critiqued. Yeah, like it's it's just like a moment. It's a thing that happens. Here's the thing, but but everything like, especially from like the, the from like the directorial perspective, like everything is like a filtering of ideas and a series of decisions. You know, whether or not it's something that happened by circumstance, something that you actively chose, or something that someone else suggested, you're still filtering these ideas and allowing them into like the final cut, the final product, or like you know the the final yeah. stage performance or whatever. It's like you know, mm-hmm. it's like this. It's a series of choices to like not do another take not use another take there's no way that was the only take and like we go with that so it was and sometimes that is like a choose your battles like you know like okay this is the best the maybe you're choosing like this is the best technical take but the performances were lackluster but this is the best performance take but the camera was eh. you know like it's 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 a series of choices and decisions that ultimately make this work that we ingest and memorize and experience over and over and appreciate or hate or whatever and blah, 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 blah. But it's like, yes, all that, everything, 100%, everything you just said, it just all factors in. Yeah. And like, I, I, it's, I'm not even like, oh, it wasn't like, oh, that shot's soft and they missed that. Like, as a criticism, it's like, holy shit, this movie looks so good. I've never fucking noticed that before. Because on a smaller TV on DVD, you're like, yeah. But like mm-hmm. on a big TV, like on 4K, you're like, oh, oh, okay. I can see it all. I did, but oh my god, like, but <laughs> but here's the thing. If anything, it's just like seeing all this stuff. It felt fresh, and it like made me fall in love with this movie all over again. I love like, it. Like, ah, uh, I'm I'm really glad that you liked it. I love it. Is it, it was really great, and I can't wait to watch it again so it's, we can yeah, talk it's, more it's, about uh, it. It's on there, like like like. I love how the certain moment, like when you and Daniel and I were watching it, it got to the middle, and I was like. Okay, I just wanted to check. And you were like, what? And I'm like, feels like the end of the movie, doesn't it? You're like, uh-huh. And I'm like, yeah, this is only halfway through. It was like, like, like Because you're like, because it, it feels like where it keeps going. Like, I remember this felt like yanking the rug out from under me. Like, the same as like a seven or a fight yeah. club or usual suspects. The first time I saw it. Like, it's, well, it's so you like, normally you don't see know that. where it's going. I, especially in, especially yes. then. Especially, especially then. That time. It's like, this movie... Like I, I hate that it didn't do well. It's now I love that it's regarded as the masterpiece and it gets the attention it deserves and like that's happened so many times. But it's in like, art. You, if you it, think about it, like so yeah. many composers were not uh, appreciated until after their death. Yeah. Things like that. Painters, actors, filmmakers, yes. a- musicians, everything. Yes, but it's like it was ahead of its time. Yeah, it yeah. really was. Like yes. I, I, I don't think audiences were ready for it then. Yeah. But, but oh my god, I'm so glad we have it now. <laughs> yes, I loved it. Me too. There's so much to talk about. Yay. Is there anything else that you would like to discuss in this particular discussion? No, because I got to just like take a little rest time now. No, I get that. Um, Yeah. So, uh, but uh, yeah, that's uh, Arya's laying on. I can't, I can't control (laughs) anything, dear. Arya. She's laying Um, on the mouth. She's like so upset. She's like, I'm feeling so I'm sorry. I love you, kid. Anyway, um, yeah, that's it. Thanks for, thanks for watching Vertigo with me. I loved, I really love showing you this one. This is one I've been really excited for us to watch. It was a blast and a half. Yay. Yay! So um, yeah, so uh, like like we said, we're gonna be we got a we we have a, we have a pretty big shoot coming up, but uh, we're gonna try to get back to like having more regular episodes uh, coming out. Um, I was really excited for us to do this one, and uh, we have we have a few other cool ones on deck. Some which wah, Emily wah, knows wah. about, some of which she has no idea. Some but, of which uh, I've chosen myself. Some of which you've chosen yourself, and some of which is going to requ- uh, going to involve more special guests. We're branching Yay! out and having more people on the podcast to join us every I do once love in a while. That. So I love it. Um, so 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 stay tuned. We have a uh, we have a whole lot of more uh, fun. Feels like the first time shit Yay. ahead for you, well, Emily. I, and one time I like teased oh. about a contest 
It's still coming. I think you. I, I think you should still do that. I was gonna say I'm, like uh, I'm excited about it. Anything you want? Any anything you want to end on or leave leave on a note on? Um, humans are funny. <laughs> <laughs> and so are you. You weird, well, barely like, human human. Think about uh, okay. So the entertainment that we consume the most is like people repeating or like creating stories that have or have not happened in in our lives that and you can relate to like, through your own you can relate the myopic your... lens of your own self-actualization <laughs> are we funny it's like and then then we have a if, if we go in and you think about absurdist plays and like absurdist like movies it's like ah, that came from somebody's mind but i can still relate and then you're cause... like are you okay should someone check on that person <laughs> Ari Aster, are you okay? Seriously, blink is if he you need okay? help. I hope oh my so. God. I can't wait for the next one. Anyway. But um, yeah, that's all I have to say is like humans are so interesting. And I love talking about the stuff that comes from our brains. Mm, I love talking about the stuff that comes from our brains with you as well. Yay. Hey, hey. friends, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Um, thanks, yeah. for, thanks for sticking around while we had to take a little bit of a break. Yeah, we uh, we. This we, is we, just a fun thing that we do. We hope that absence somehow made the heart grow fonder for you. Our but, hearts uh, grew fonder for you, and then we, we felt really guilty. Did. So we were like, "Oh, we gotta we've, give them something." We've missed we you guys, and you. we've missed doing this just because, like, this is this is this is a. It's a fun thing a that we get. To, yeah, yeah, it really is. Because uh, it it's, gives, it's it's one of the things we do. That's like I guess you could technically say work. It's really more for fun, but it's work that doesn't feel like work. It's just we enjoy it. Yeah, so. we just get to sit here and look at each other's eyes and talk about movies. Yeah. And like, which we do when there aren't microphones in front of us, and then there's kitty cats, and <gasps> like, it's it's fun. So anyway, we appreciate and love you guys, and uh, happy Thanksgiving. For, and thanks uh, for the three months. Yeah, thanks, thanks, thanks for the three months. But uh, you know, everybody, mm. uh, everybody, have a good, uh, good turkey day and something, something. We'll catch you soon with the next one. Goodbye, bye. Okay, bye, bye, guys. I won't throw you off the tower. I promise. <laughs> Well, thanks for listening to us rant about movie stuffs. Make sure to follow, like, and subscribe and all that fun stuff. And find us on social media at Feels Like the First Time Podcast. And, you know, tell your friends and family about how awesome you think we are. And if you do like what you hear, feel free to buy us a drink. You can find tips slash donate options in the links as well. And as always, I'm Emily. And I'm Jake. And, and we'll, we'll catch you all on the next episode. episode. Where we continue to catch Emily up one movie at a time. Give me a break. I literally just crossed another one off the list. You know... You haven't seen every movie either. I never said I did. Okay, that's not the point. The point is... Bye!